welcome to episode 30 of Floating Through Film. We are continuing on our horror month, and this week we are doing John Carpenter, one of my favorite directors, one of my favorite horror directors, one of the most famous horror directors ever, obviously. Um, and before we actually get into the movies, which are the thing in the mouth of madness and cigarette burns, let me introduce my co-hosts, Luke, Yo, Danny, Hello, and we have our another guest host this week, um... Our our good friend Brian that we met. Oh, what? Well, me and Brian used yeah, to work at the same ago. movie theater. Yeah, yeah. It was like what 2017, 2016, something like that. 2017, 2018. 2018. Yeah, yeah, 2018. Yeah, because yeah, I remember I just graduated high school. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it was 2018. Yep. Damn. Yeah. Well, glad to be back. Yeah. Yeah. No, we did. We did. We did. <laughs> movies. No, we did a podcast together back in yeah. 2018. Whenever we were a lot younger and dumber. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we were we were doing shit like news and like oh god oh, like god. I, I can't I can't believe yeah. we ever did that shit honestly but talked about box office oh, <laughs> yeah. honestly, honest, box office is pretty I actually office. like box office I'm not gonna me lie. too yeah, yeah. No, I actually really like box office. I wasn't a part of this I <laughs> <laughs> I I you were still 14 at the time yeah I was still like, like, <laughs> <laughs> wait 14 wait, okay. no no uh, you were probably younger than that you're right okay, okay well it's Years ago, I know. No, it was a good times so. though. It was good times. No, it was good times. Yeah. No, but we're glad to have you on this episode yeah, yeah, yeah. because me and you really bonded over horror. That's for sure. Yes. And uh, definitely John Carpenter for sure. Mm-hmm. I think I introduced you to In the Mouth of Madness. Actually, I can't remember. You did. You did. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I... Uh, yeah, I love In the Mouth of Madness. We'll get to yeah. that later. Yeah. But, <laughs> yes. But I guess we can just go ahead and get started. So we're gonna start with the thing first. This is his first studio movie. Um. Definitely, probably, probably, it's probably his most popular movie. I'm pretty sure. Halloween is definitely. You think Halloween is his yes. most popular? Yeah. Movie? No yeah. So I think yeah. at least on Letterbox, I'm pretty sure the thing is his most popular. But you, you're probably right. Well, well commercially, I yeah, would say, yeah, like yeah, more yeah, people. Yeah. I mean, for the iconography, Actually, Michael Myers. I, okay, yes, I agree with that. Yeah. Yes, yes, Michael Myers. And the new movies sure. bringing it back into. It's the, definitely his. It's definitely yeah. his biggest cash cow. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. But. Um, the thing is, one of my favorite John Carpenter movies. I I like Halloween a lot. I think it's one of the better slasher movies out there. It's the one that like started the whole slasher genre. That's probably what a lot of people would expect us to do for a John Carpenter episode in Halloween month. But I don't. I I wanted to go more like off the beaten path of John Carpenter movies, which the thing isn't. But like in the Mouth of Madness and Cigarette Burns, especially, is off the beaten path. But um, we can just go ahead. Okay. And to be does. John Carpenter have a beaten path, like what do you mean? he doesn't have a normal movie. I don't feel like. I don't think he does either. No, because if you like, think about it, I mean, <laughs> Halloween started that whole genre. Yeah, yes. Yeah. And this is yeah. his studio movie, the thing. Yes, it is. And it's like you know, it's, it's still, not a it's him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's still, still him. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, uh, the thing is definitely my favorite John Carpenter movie. Okay. Easily. I think that it is the most well-paced John Carpenter movie as well, especially given the insane, dark subject matter of the whole entire movie. Yes. Uh, and the location, just being in one area. Yes. Uh, they utilize the location beautifully. Mm-hmm. Yes, no, they yeah. do. No, they don't. No, because I know they shot... Well, they shot this in Antarctica. Both, or a lot of it in Antarctica. A lot of the, out, a lot of the outside shots are shot in Antarctica. Mm-hmm. Um, like, that's actually, like, real snow a lot of the times. But... Like and like a lot of the inside shots are actually filmed in like LA, 
I think on the Paramount Studios still, but probably yeah. because I think later on in the movie we'll get to this later on in the movie. But he says that, like they literally like almost burned down the Paramount Studios, but <laughs> but like they had the they had the fire they had like the fire station on like standby just in case. But but I but but what are your guys' opinions on the thing before we actually get into the movie? Like because yeah. I I, I want to hear Luke's Luke's uh, Luke's opinion honestly because he hated this movie whenever he first okay whoa whoa okay whoa myself here. <laughs> first of all, I didn't hate the movie first time I watched it. I, I just, I can't even remember why, but I just like, I just didn't really like it for some reason. Like, it was okay. I was like, I don't know. It, just, it was just so meh for me the first time. But realizing, rewatching it, I'm like, I was not, probably not in a great mood when I watched this, because I, I watched it, I was like, the whole time I was like, holy shit, how, like, how? <laughs> it's like, it's, it's, the main thing I like, of course, everything Brian said was great, but also, I loved how, I love the tension in it. It's just, yes. the tension is just... The whole time. It, 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 yeah. the, the, of course, the uh, the uh, the premise kind of you kind of it, it it has to be you know yes yes uh, tense but really it's just it's, I think it's filmmaking really yeah. helped and uh, yeah well that's kind of just to go off you said I, that's what I really liked about it is uh, the whole movie just feels like directly about the story you know it's yes. like no waste of time it like mm-hmm. literally just jumps right yeah, in it like, does that's John Carpenter even the, for you though. but even it the is. dog you like yeah. even the dog you know how it starts at the very beginning even that's like a central character in the movie it's not just like a dog running away you best know? Like, dog acting yeah, dude honestly. it's great <laughs> it's a yeah. fantastic great actor, great actor. Yeah. he's a great actor so just the whole the whole thing is about the central premise of the movie you know this basically never wavers the whole time like and all the characters in it like all there's some great actors in it there are but it still feels like they're all reacting basically to the thing, basically, right? You know, it's not like... I f- in a lot of other movies, I feel like you would kind of get some, like, character development scenes, you know, where, like, I don't know, you'd learn more about the backstory of some of the guys or whatever, but mm-hmm. none of that in this, you know, it's just... Well, you learn enough about the characters because you have to find out if they are acting yeah, like exactly. themselves yeah. or You're right. acting like the yeah. other guys almost, yeah. like, yeah. you're trying to figure out about them just yeah. so you're, to see if You're trying to study yeah. the characters. You're trying, it's like, trying it's to like, find the Well, it's yeah. like, it's yeah. like how much do you actually know about your coworkers, you know? Like, that's yeah, actually... Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you don't know a lot. Like, you might think <laughs> yeah. you know them, but, like, do you actually know what yeah, they are? Like, what, yeah, what are they like? Because I, I think it's Keith David, he asked a question, like, if I was, like, what would you ask me if I wasn't me, you know, to find yeah. out? And they're yeah. all like, I don't know. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's a loaded question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a loaded question. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, we can go right into it. Oh, but, oh, yeah. But is this my favorite, uh, John Carpenter? I'm, I think In the Mouth of Madness might be tied now. Okay. But, but yeah, we'll get Let's to that go. later. Yeah, yeah. Let's go. But, I like the thing probably the best right now. I haven't okay. seen very It many, might be though, his best yeah. movie, you know, like like Brian said, maybe his most well-weighed, like, evenly paced. Yes. Like, I well, it's like, the whole movie is, like you guys said, is like, it's building a paranoia, you know, like, yes. like the sense of paranoia being built in this movie is ridiculous, mm-hmm. like, because it doesn't start, I mean, it starts basically immediately, actually, yeah. with the dog, because you're just like, what yeah. the fuck is going on with yeah. the dog, you know, like, yeah. like, why are these, why are these Norwegians chasing, we'll just get in the movie, yeah, well, yeah. I mean, like, it opens with actually the thing, like, landing on her, crash landing on It's her. a good yeah. shot, too. It is, it's, yeah, it's, it's cool. a really good that's shot. That's a really cool shot. Yeah, really good shot. And then it opens with the, just the score playing. Fucking amazing. Yeah, or yeah, was yeah. it Ennio Mor- Morricone? Yeah. Yeah. Morricone? Okay, so Morricone. Yeah. So we are we, we were talking about this before. Because I said, I said, is it Morricone or Morricone? Because in Batman, it was Falcone for the Christopher Nolan. <laughs> <Man>. Morricone <laughs> was Falcone in Batman. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, yeah, you're right. That it's accurately Falcone or it's Morricone. It's Morricone. <laughs> Morricone. No, but the score by Morricone is amazing because, like, um... And the, most people would, I think if you just played the score most people would think it was John Carpenter yes. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. it's but, uh, Morricone doing a John Carpenter yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
And, well, like, John Carpenter, he, he didn't even write the script for this one either, which is mm. weird for him because he usually does one of his movies write the script. He usually does mm. do the score, but I guess to do this movie, the studio wanted him to, or didn't want him to have that control. And he said, okay, whatever. So <laughs> Apparently the story for this score, though, is, like, Morricone gave him a bunch of different samples of, like, oh, what do you want? And he just chose the one that sounded most like his, his own music. <laughs> yeah. You know? And it works. I mean, obviously. Oh, it definitely works. Yeah. yeah. Because obviously this guy has a good ear, too. Like, he's scoring a lot of his movies. I mean, the Halloween score is literally the most iconic slasher score ever, so... Yeah. And, like, even people that would not even know what Halloween is, they would recognize that score. Yes. Okay, more iconic than Psycho, though. Yes. For our generation, probably. For our generation. For our generation, maybe. I mean, think about it. Well, well, I'm thinking right now, and I I can't think of what the Psycho score is right now. Okay, but the shower scene. The the score in the shower scene. Oh, okay. Like, come on. Yeah, that's what I was saying. No, that's definitely a good score in the shower scene. But the thing is, is that that theme has been reused so many times in, like, parodies and stuff that most people wouldn't even realize... Not most people. I feel like most people would know it came from Psycho, but if you ask somebody, I wouldn't be shocked if they said, "Oh, I, I've I've heard it, but I don't know exactly yeah, what movie it's from." Yeah. But if you hear the Halloween theme, it's just like, okay, yeah, it, it's, it's Michael it's, Myers. It's Michael Myers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Michael Myers is here. Go on. No, no, but uh, so back to the thing. <laughs> no, yeah. It cuts to uh, it, well, it cuts to the beat. Like I said, then Antarctica in nineteen eighty two. When the film, when the movie's filmed, you know, they're just doing it like like it is in real life. And it cuts to just the Norwegians chasing the dog across the across the uh, the ice, like we like we were talking about before, mm-hmm. and it just it just does open up building like this like why are they chasing this dog so much you know and plus that guy's a terrible fucking shot. He has so many shots of this dog to down like it. It would be hard. It would be hard. I was saying that to myself yeah. too, and I was like, he's a scientist. He's not. He's not a military <laughs> yeah. man. You know, I, I would not do any better. So, but dude, it's but. it's a great way to like be like, what the fuck is going on? Like yes. right from the beginning, like why is this guy shooting at a dog just running? Why is this dog just? In yeah, Antarctica. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Like, yes. like, you know. Why is this dog running in Antarctica right now? Yeah, yeah. It's like, like, you just, all you see is just the, the mountainous snow around, and it's a dog running across, the, like, the vast landscape. Yeah, and this is all yeah. shot in Antarctica, you know. Like, yeah. this is oh, really this... fucking cold outside. Like, yeah. John Carpenter said this is, and, and Kurt Russell, because I did watch the commentary for this one. They both said this is one of the hardest shoots they've done because it was so cold outside you know they couldn't bring the cameras inside or anything because the lens would fog up so they had to leave all the equipment outside they had to be ready to shoot at any moment's notice you know like it was just like just whenever the timing was right they had to just be ready to go you know and you have to be be a madman to film in Antarctica (laughs) yes you do you do have to be a madman you definitely at least with especially with this opening scene you definitely get that like they're actually in Antarctica like the wide shots of the helicopter and stuff like with the dog running through the snow like it doesn't feel fake at all no it doesn't it doesn't feel fake at all and then they come back and they come to the to the American like compound that we see their scientific compound I think or research center or something but uh, the Norwegians don't care. Well, this is the first time that we found out that they're, that they're Norwegians, actually, because they say, why are the Norwegians here or something like that. Well, but the Norwegians this... literally are just, like, shooting, like, coming into the camp, guns blazing. Yeah, one, guy, this guy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. one guy fucking yeah. just dies yeah. because he's an idiot. But Yeah, because he just he, comes he, in. He's shooting at the dog with all yes. those guys still there. Well, he's shooting at the dog, but the other guy I was talking about that died beforehand, this guy was about to throw a grenade into the camp, oh, yeah, and they, like, yeah. chucks it over yeah, his head, like, tries to find yeah. it for some reason. But like yeah, it's that huge explosion. But like this is it's it's really what lays the groundwork for the paranoia because yeah. you see how insane these two men are and you're like why? Yeah. Well, <laughs> well, I saw it more like they're actually trying to save the planet. They are, yes, no, uh, they definitely are. Because you like that's what I kind of love about this beginning because if you don't know the premise of the movie, yes. you're like, 
basically, if you see a dog on screen, most uh, people watching are going to take the dog side. Yes. So yeah, if you're watching right. like a human in a helicopter like shoot out like an innocent dog, you're going to be like, well, bad well, exactly. Yeah, yeah. But they're, when you think about it, yeah. they're, they're trying to save the planet. Like once you know well, the story, we don't know what they know. Yes, like yeah. we have no idea it, yeah, what they're now, shooting it, at. I'm like, saying rewatching. Yes, rewatching. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah. It, it, like it's it just makes it better. You know, it like does. you're actually yeah. supposed to be cheering for the guy shooting at the dog. You know, yes, yeah. because because also well, you see this whenever because we already mentioned the dog is a fucking phenomenal actor. Yeah. Um, but you see, as the dog's running away from the helicopter, you see it's not kind of a normal dog. At least on a rewatch, you obviously see this, but like. On a first watch, you wouldn't notice it, maybe, but on, a, on like rewatches, you notice the dog's like stopping, looking over his shoulder at the helicopter. And you're like, that's not something a dog would do, you know? And then, like, that's whenever the dog, whenever the dog that, runs yeah. into the camp, he literally runs up and jumps on the one guy and starts licking him, activating his cuteness senses because he knows he knows what you know. Like humans don't want kill don't want to kill dogs, yeah. and so like yeah. this dog literally is acting as sweet as it can be to these mm-hmm. people, and then. Oh, they, and, yeah. Then oh, what happens happens. Because this is a little later in the movie, but that same thing happens. Like, so do you remember where they when like Kurt Russell, I think the doctor or like a, Kurt Russell and a couple other guys that go to the see what happened in the Norwegian base, and uh, when they come back, John Carpenter cuts to the dog like at the window, yes. watching them to see like what they know or anything like yep. basically like spying on them. Yeah. And he cuts back to them multiple times, like just. Like a dog basically acting like a human and be like, what's Dude, going on? Yes. Like, what did they find there? You know, that kind of thing. Like, I was like, I never noticed it the first time, but like, yeah, yeah. this dog is like basically like, you know, it's paying attention to what's going on oh, like, yeah. you know, yes. the whole time. It doesn't act like a normal dog at all. Yeah, yeah. And that's that's the first clue you get, you know? Like, you're like, this dog's definitely not normal. Well, the first clue should have been like these guys shooting at, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, we're kind of getting into what you're talking about because this is like a lot of the interesting stuff on the commentary, actually, is, well, Kurt Russell and all of them decide, or Kurt Russell decides to leave go in the Norwegian compound you know so that scene happens they're flying off and then we stay in the compound and um John Carpenter's talking he was actually talking about the dog and saying how like they only they shot the scene where the dog's walking in you know he had that shot where the dog is walking in looking in the rooms and stuff to try to find his next target basically they shot that like four times only like that was the only they only had to shoot that four times so this and is like the, when and the dog Kurt Russell through the hallway. yeah, through yeah the hallway. he just walked through the hallway and he just he looks he walks the shadow comes across looks. the shadow comes across the screen or something is that that scene? I don't think it's that scene oh, it, this okay. is the one it's like it's just the dog like opens up the door walks through the hallway he looks one way and then continues to walk and looks down the other hall yeah. looks in the no, other doorway the shot, yeah. and like they only had to shoot that four times and they didn't have to tell the dog to look in any doorways or to stop at all. Like, the dog just naturally did all this stuff. So, like, it was, like, crazy. (laughs) It's, like, it's crazy, honestly. Like, the dog is a great actor. Like, he really is. Um, But, like, so we have that scene. The dog is is walking in the room. It finds its next target. We don't know who it is. You know, like, he walks in the room. There's someone in there. We don't know who it is. And then it cuts. And so, after it cuts, that's whenever we go, we cut back to to, to Kurt Russell out in John, I think. Is that his name? Something like that? <laughs> I don't, I don't yeah, know. I McGreedy. So. No, his name's McGreedy. McGreedy. Yeah, yeah. McGreedy. yeah we cut to McGreedy. Because and... he's playing that, like, chess master. Oh, that was early. Actually, that, that is it. That that we, should, we should talk, about, the yeah, we yeah, should yeah. talk about that because yeah, that's yeah. a great scene. Playing that's the actually chess how master. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Playing the chess master, pours it in and says, cheating bitch. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally just ruins the fucking chess master for everyone else, but no. No, so we arrived at their compound, and this is where I was saying, like, it was shot in, like, a 100-degree warehouse, basically, <laughs> but in, a, in, like, L.A. But um, we see the compound's just gone to shit. We don't know what's happened. There's just a bunch of burned bodies at the, very, at the, at the front of it. The Norwegian base? Yeah, the Norwegian oh, okay, base. Yeah. We're in the Norwegian compound yeah, yeah. right now. Um, 
No, they walk in after seeing all those all those burned bodies. I think we get one shot of the thing actually in that burned body real quick. Do we? I can't remember. Well, but... the body looks really weird. Yes, like, yes. Was, yeah, we don't yeah, know. We yeah. don't know it's the thing yet. But like that, uh, that it's it, like that weird mangled yeah. body. Yeah. yeah, and that's no, right before um, they find the broken out. Yeah. Yeah. Well, remember yeah. the body they see inside the compound, like with the neck like cut out. Yes. And yeah. It's like just imagine seeing that. Like. Yeah. And it looks real. Yeah, exactly. no, it looks yeah. movie is timeless. Yeah, no, it's, yeah, like, no, it's it is timeless. And the and he said he said that uh, they use like carbopole for that, which is the ingredient used to to keep Twinkies together. Oh, and wow. apparently, and apparently, it, like it looked like shit. <laughs> like whenever they were like looking at it, like John Carpenter and Kurt Russell were talking about it in the commentary, <laughs> and they were like they were like thinking like they this wasn't gonna work at all because they were like and the guy was like no 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 we just gotta wait for the gel once the gel is on there it'll look great <laughs> and then it did. But okay, it was we should shout out because I mean. Even compared to basically most movies, the special effects artist in this, uh, his name is Rob Botton. Because I know I, I heard a listen to this interview and Carpenter talks about him a lot. Like, because he was like 22 or 23 when he was making this movie. Wasn't uh, yeah. Savini involved too? Tom Savini? I don't know. I could be wrong. Rob Botton. At least I know Rob Botton was like the head uh, special effects yeah. guy. But yeah, he's like it's crazy how much how important he is to this movie though. Because mm-hmm. like there's a lot of different shots of the thing, which is. And it never looks the same, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. always a new. We'll get design. to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get, get to that. Different. Obviously, it's yeah, gonna be great. <laughs> that's that's one of the best parts about this movie. So like they, um, we continue in the compound. They find the block of ice. This is actually a callback to the to the uh, to the thing from another world, the Howard Hawks one, or the uh, I don't remember the guy's name. But Howard Hawks produced it. <laughs> Basically, Howard Hawks. Um, that was a shout out to yeah. that. Yeah. But okay. we find the block of ice where the thing came from, and then after that, I think. Um, it just cuts back to the corpse of the thing again. Like, we go back to the base. Yeah, that's when the they, all, they show the body yeah. to everyone. Yeah, they brought the thing back. They show the body to everyone. The thing looks creepy as shit. No. There's another yeah. great special effect. Like, <laughs> like it's one, of the, it's one of the, like... I don't know. It's, I think it's the thing they used to have. I don't know if they have it anymore because they don't really use special effects like this anymore. But that steam rising off of it is apparently like it's real, like and it really smells really bad. So their reactions are actually real, <laughs> like like whenever they look so at it. Is this uh, like when we see the body for the first time? When uh, Wilfred Brimley, the doctor, is he like like you? We see his face first, like reacting to it. He's like, yes, Aw. yes. He's like making <laughs> yeah. all these disgusting. Groups. Yes, and that's all <laughs> real because that, it actually <laughs> smells like apparently uh, it smells and, terrible. And like the sounds they're playing while he's like like basically digging in this like alien body, like it just. It's so disgusting because they actually, then when they cut to it, it actually like matches how disgusting it is. Yeah. Well, one of the best things about this movie is like how it's not played kind of for laughs or anything, or like because like in the '80s especially, there was a lot of schlocky horror coming out. You know, it wasn't taken seriously as much, and like so for a movie like this to come out, it was kind of just different. You know, like every and, character in this is like very serious. Disaster. And uh, yeah, it was. Too, <laughs> but, it was. But, no, dude. Apparently, this came out like uh like a week or two after ET. Yeah, oh, and E.T. was like a huge movie, and it just basically everything. The polar ET opposite was, of this. Yeah. And also true, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's literally E.T. the bad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. That'd be a good double feature, actually. E.T. and the thing. <laughs> E.T. and Mac and Me, bro. Come on. <laughs> Stop. I haven't watched Mac and Me, but that poster is just like over. This is John Carpenter's biggest budgeted movie, right? It's, it has to be. It's, it's his only studio. It's it was his first studio movie. They gave him a shit ton of money. The only thing I can think of that maybe had a bigger budget was maybe Escape from L.A. Maybe because of all the ridiculous special effects. Maybe in that movie. Because he has said, uh, if this movie had done well, it would have basically changed his whole career. 
Yeah. Like, all different types of movies he would have been able yeah. to make and stuff. But Thank God the American audiences I mean, have bad things. He's made a lot of great movies, so yeah. it's not yeah. a bad thing. Since but then. Like, it, it just like truly, he would have got movie more money. Yeah. Yeah. If this movie did well, he would have got more money, obviously. Yeah. To make more, uh, bigger movies. Yeah, no, he definitely ones, would so. have. Yeah, he definitely would have. Um, what, so after we see the corpse for the first time, um, we figure out they can't communicate with the outside world. The, like... <laughs> the uh the systems are jammed or whatever. Yeah. I think Windows is the guy's name that uh that's I mean, their their radio says, operator. Like, he even says like before you even see the thing really like like he hasn't been able to get Yeah, I think like, it was a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it, well it's cuz the storms the storm, there, you know. Yeah, the storms yeah, yeah. and like they were filming in real storms. Like these storms were actually real, you know? Like like everything happening out in Arca, it was real. Like that's what that's one reason why they had to be prepared to film at a moment's notice because they had to be prepared to film whenever they needed. Like like whenever a storm was rolling through and that's what the scene called for, they need to be ready. You know, yeah. so I don't that's know. Cool, yeah. It is it is it is pretty cool. Um, and one thing they actually mentioned in the commentary, um, after we see the thing for the first time, they start talking about how whenever they were in Antarctica. They um started getting all these like weird news articles and reports about like a mysterious illness in the states, you know, AIDS. Oh yeah. And yeah, it, yeah. it it honestly it's it's weird how this happens in history sometimes where there's just like two kind of um, seemingly unconnected things get like like AIDS and like the thing. The thing is very much kind of like an AIDS allegory, you know, mm-hmm. like you don't know who has it. Mm-hmm. Anyone could have it, and it's like yeah. it's all about like paranoia, you know, like especially during the early 80s. Especially in the early yeah. 80s, whenever no, well, like they didn't know anything about. They yeah, didn't even yeah. know the demographic that could affect, yeah. you know? Like, it was mm-hmm. just, like, every, like they, you just didn't know, you know? Mm-hmm. It just... that it, it just, I have it was that just before. A lot of people yeah. connect with that. Even though yeah. John Carpenter said, like, he... No, yeah, like, that's what John Carpenter movie. brought up in the commentary. He was like, we didn't know, it ha- it, like, it was happening like that because yeah. they were in an arc of filming already. Yeah. So, like, that, they were starting to get, like, these news reports about, like, this weird disease, disease in, these, in the States, you know? Yeah. It sounded a lot like what they were filming, so... Yeah. <laughs> it was weird. But uh, after that, we finally get to the dog scenes... Oh, where, yes. where they put, yes. where they put the thing or the the dog into the in, into the pen with the other dogs, oh, and this is the one scene that Kurt Russell said was in, or not Kurt Russell, that John Carpenter said was a a pain to film because like to get all those dogs to stay still as oh, they brought in a, another dog that they'd never seen before is like really hard to do oh, because wow. dogs want to go like bark yeah, and like sniff yeah, at them. Exactly. Yeah, but um. We, I love this scene. This is like whenever this is whenever the shit starts to really hit the fan. Obviously, I mean it's already kind of been hitting. They, I mean, it's already you, started already to hit the fan. Body, so like, you yes, know, they're all nervous they're, as fuck after they're they all very that, nervous yeah. after that. But this is whenever the everything starts to yeah, happen yeah. because, um, we see the thing pop out of the dog. Yeah, uh, you know, and this and this the after tentacles. watching, uh, yeah, the yeah. tentacles, like the way it opens too, yeah. it's just like yes. so disgusting. It's all practical. And all the other dogs freaking so out, yeah, too, yeah. and like trying to claw and bite yes. their way out. Like of literally biting the wire. Yeah, yeah. Dude. that's terrifying. Yeah. No, and one of the best things about watching this multiple times mm-hmm. is like, I don't like at least the first watch. You don't really think about this or notice it, but on multiple watches, you realize like the thing has been to other planets before. You know. And so, like, this, what we're seeing is not from our world. Like, like the things it's turning into is not from our world. Like, those tentacle things, like, what kind of world did he get that from, you know? Yeah, what the fuck yeah. is that? Like, there's just so many things that pop out of the thing throughout the movie that we'll have to get to that you'll, that come from another world, you know? And they just said, it just, it just gave the, it just gave the, like, the practical, or, like, the uh, artist a lot of work oh, to do, you not. know? Like, yeah. it gave them a lot of, crea- it gave them so much creativity to just do whatever, the, whatever they wanted, really. And that's honestly what makes it last the te- or stand the test of time. That that pair with the great practical mm-hmm. effects, but but uh, like and to go off that like, I think that's why the practical effects are so important though because 
it is so alien, like based on what you're seeing. But at least yeah. you know you're seeing something like real, like that was physically yeah. in a room. Yes. You know? yeah. So it's real. You know, like they're actually filming it with the camera. It's not like it's not like a special effects alien where you know even when they're making it, it's on a computer. Yes. Like yeah. there's this, the thing you're still seeing is real. Like you can tell they made that. You can touch yeah. it. Yeah. You know, yeah. like it still looks real on screen. Yeah. And I think that's why I like this. Like I generally don't like body horror. Like we reviewed Titan, and I just hated the body horror. It, it was so like realistic, basically. Yeah. Like, but this kind of strikes the right balance of like believability but also it's like uh, you can tell it's not real you yeah, know yeah. like which i yeah, yeah. Like, but it's fun mm-hmm. to watch you know so. it is it's like a fun gruesome to watch almost i don't know how to describe uh, yeah. it yeah way you guys might like hellraiser i'll have to, I'll have, to have you guys watch i've seen hellraiser i think the first one have you okay. yeah yeah it's like, the first one okay. i've never we'll heard of hellraiser to be really honest. okay but. the first two are all right I'm I'm watching them now, and the first two are great. And yeah. after that, I was like, "What the fuck?" And I, got, I was like, "What the fuck happened?" No, <laughs> the new one is bad. Okay, no, I do I do that. That's oh, that's oh, yeah, there's a new one of that. Yeah. yeah, that's why I'm doing it for sure. Um. Okay, so okay. we'll get we'll get back to the thing. So, okay. <laughs> they kill the dog. Basically. They kill the dog. So the, the flamethrower the flamethrowers they use are real. This is one reason why they had to have the fire station on standby is because this like all the scenes filmed inside are filmed on the Paramount Studios and they're using real flamethrowers and the, they're burning their set down. You know, like yeah. like they're literally burning their set down with this with this shot every time they do it. <laughs> and so like that it just adds to it. It's just it's just another fun little moment. But um, after that we get the autopsy scene. The scene um where we see like what it is at its core it's where the doctor's going in like saying we don't even like this is an imitation yeah. of an imitation of an imitation we don't even know what the real thing is you know like yeah. like we don't even know what this thing started out as because it's just been imitating for so long <laughs> and it just i don't know it just adds it's just another little thing that adds to the uh paranoia it's like a lot of details too. yeah jump scare yeah. in the movie it's just the the autopsy scene. Wait, no, we're not. No, we're not there yet. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. This is the other. Yeah. Okay. This is the other autopsy. Okay. This is whenever they're still. Yeah, this is still the face one. Yeah, yeah. This is still the face one. Yeah, because like after this scene is whenever the first suspicion comes with like uh, Clark, the dog guy. Because they're like, this guy is the one that's been close to the dog yeah, the, the longest, you know? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Um, that will, that might actually come after this. But, um, oh, yeah. Um, no, because that, that came, the first suspicion was whenever the doctor, yeah, he's, like, giving the dogs medicine or something to calm them down. He's, like, just looking at Clark going, like, yep. you're with the, yeah. you're, you're around that dog he's a lot, a suspicious yeah. Clark, basically. Yeah, yeah, and the Clark's getting really defensive about it, like yeah. you would yeah. if you were getting yeah. accused of, like, yep. being a thing, the thing, you know? Honestly, like, I think that's probably the first where, like, you see direct... Uh, that's the first from, like, yeah that's the first guys. time yeah, you see the direct yeah. suspicion yeah, yes. yeah. like it's been building on the it's been building under I the mean, surface and it but... leads really with the doctor too when he just fucking goes insane later on yes, it's like one yeah. of my favorite scenes in the movie yeah yeah like cause you think okay yeah this guy's up with the thing you know but like he ends up not like at least for the time he wasn't really you know? yeah well like, you think he's not yeah, yeah, yeah at the time yeah. yeah um we watched the videos of the Norwegian unearthing the thing really cool scenes honestly just okay, all filmed yeah, yeah. you know they're just watching that stuff um, the shots of the excavation side I wanted to talk about because um, they were actually filmed like a mixture of like filmed in Antarctica and using matte paintings, you know, like the saucer. Whenever they, whenever they, whenever they see the saucer and stuff like that. Oh, okay, okay. Like in the yeah. like once like in the whenever they're watching the Norwegians and whenever they actually go to the place yeah, to the flying saucer, like all that stuff is like all practical, like with matte paintings and stuff. And oh, okay. and I love Carpenter because he does he knows how to use matte paintings, and we'll get to that in the, and in the mouth of madness too. The scale of that shot is yes so great. No, the scale yeah. of shot the thing is like literally insane because and I want we'll. we'll We'll just get to it now, because like, because because they go this, they, like, eventually they go to the flying saucer, like the crew that we're that, that we're following, um, 
they actually go to the saucer and they like rappel down that giant ice wall and that's literally like they're literally rappelling down that ice wall and that shot of them rappelling down like with the uh saucer there and everything like that's just all practical like just with the matte paintings and everything it's just really cool no, it's crazy. i don't know it's it's the, the amount of like detail that went into this is literally insane but um <laughs> we see kurt russell's hat for the first time in this one <laughs> like whenever he's just wearing that dumbass cowboy hat <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if you guys remember that, but that's funny yeah, shit. Really so, you don't yeah. remember that? Honestly, I don't either. Just, I, just the thought of it is just hilarious to me. No, it's just like a big, it's like a big ass cowboy hat with just all the brims up. If you don't remember, okay, it's I it's not remember this at all. You don't remember yeah. it? <laughs> it's hilarious. Like you got. Are you, you looking up? Oh, no. Are you looking it up? Uh, oh, no. I'm, I'm curious now. You got, you got me hooked. <laughs> no, so but then like yeah, so they're just like they bring back the hatch. I'm pretty sure after that or something. Um, but after, but as they're like going on, oh, as okay. they, yeah, yeah, I remember now. You remember now? Okay, <laughs> yes. Yeah, it only takes it only takes one look of that hat to yeah. remember what it looks like. Just, just <laughs> fashion icon right there. I mean, it's a statement. Fashion icon. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Russell is a fashion icon. So yeah, of course. No. So as they're off doing their shit at the uh, thing, the doctor is back at his, or I think it's the doctor, but he's back at his lab and he's running the the tests as Danny's been kind of talking about, like, with the Norwegians earlier, like, they're trying to save the world. You know, this doctor, he runs his tests, and he's like, how long from first contact does the world have, basically? Or, or like, it's like, what are the odds of, like, what are the odds, like, someone someone here has been, like, infected already? And then it gives them the Dude, odds. And, and then, like, a, how long uh, will it take for the rest of the world to be infected? And this is a great, uh, like, 80s version of, like, what they thought computer simulations could do, you know, We're like, oh yeah, yeah you just put in your computer and like we can predict exactly like, uh, yeah, <laughs> <it's going everywhere." laughs> and like the computer is like filling up a whole room, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but we know, you know, like that computer wasn't even as powerful as like your iPhone now. Yes, and stuff. Yeah. it was like, way less powerful <laughs> than your yeah, iPhone. Yeah. yeah. And then, so this is whenever we get the monster moving on the sheet for the first time, you know, like when the thing is still alive. Yeah, yeah. Which. I can't remember if while the doctor's doing those simulations, if he figured out that the cells are still alive, because someone figures out the cells are still alive before, like, we before, like, someone, get, before that, uh... No, I yeah, because uh, he reads gets... in the book, uh, like, in their notes journal or something, that uh, they can still, uh, they survive through the, by, yeah, yeah, the yeah. ashes or whatever, they still, the cells still survive, and he's, like, freaking out. Yeah. Yeah. That'd be scary to read, honestly. Like you're like, okay, thank God, we, you know, we burn it, and then you're like reading their diaries, like they survive still through the, even if you burn it, and you're like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, because yeah. we find what out, do do? we yeah. find out the thing's still alive yeah. because the it moves for the first time. It's honestly a really good scene because like nothing really happens at the first, and then like some the, like one guy leaves and Bennings is left there, the guy with the redhead, yeah, yeah, he's left yeah. there, and then oh, we just yeah. like the guy comes back. I think with the doctor because the doctor's like running back in there saying the thing's not dead or something like that. And he's like tied, to, like he's like and then yeah, like to the chair and everything. Yeah, no, like we see like Bennings, the thing has him, like is just like all around his neck, literally in his throat and stuff, just tied to him, and apparently like. Apparently that was like a rough scene on the on the actor because like it's really cold in Antarctica, you know, and so like he had to have his shirt off in that room like as they oh, were doing man. it, and so like he said it was like really really cold, but um, but after that scene like he we that scene ends with a fantastic burning scene obviously they just dump the gasoline Kurt Russell burns him. Just in that big ass fire pit, but it's just I a love how much fire they use in this movie. There's a lot no, of it's great explosions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just the yeah. No, no. I, I, I love them just in the contrast with the ice too. I mean, yeah, it's still a fire pit. That's why it works well. That's yeah. why it yeah. works well for sure. And the way they film the ice is really cool because they use that blue light every time. There's every time it's dark, they use that blue yeah. light to film the ice and mm -hmm. stuff. 
and as we get later on in the movie, that's basically all it is because every because t- it's it's night all the time outside because it's like yeah. it's it's all taking place in one day. Yeah, <laughs> obviously. That's actually another thing I like yeah. about the overall think, movie, though. Yeah. that's why it feels like the pacing so well. Yeah, yeah. I think it's actually mm-hmm. it's supposed to be in the movie. It's like a time of year in Antarctica where there's like really long nights. I think that's actually like. The I think it's why. winter. It's winter, nineteen eighty-two. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, because I think it's like in winter yeah. in Antarctica, it's like really long. Yeah, like even it would make day, sense. Like, yeah. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense because Alaska is like that too. So, but after this scene, suspicion, paranoia. <laughs> everything through the roof like everyone is completely on edge for the rest of the movie so if they weren't already because after this after this we see blair who i think is the doctor he's the one that's he like sabotages the helicopter he's like he goes ham on the fucking radios on like everything there to make sure no one can get out and this is like what's really weird because later on the movie we figure out blair is the thing like he's the big thing you know like like he's the one so, like, was he the thing whenever he was tearing up the helicopter and the radio See, station? I didn't think trying so. to build the... Yeah, because he's he's trying, he, he was trying to build, to build that flying saucer, you know? Yeah. Like, he did try to build that he, flying saucer. He, because they tie him up in the shack, yeah. and then he ends up digging underneath it, and that's yeah. when he starts his, like, project. Yeah, yeah. we see yeah. that, and that's a great scene later on that we'll get to, but... But, like, when he first goes crazy and everything. Yeah, like, so, like... like I, I didn't think he was... The, I, I don't thought think... he was just, like, he realized what was going on. Yeah, he wants to save... He wants to save the world, basically. And he doesn't... Yeah, exactly. And the same reason Kurt Russell says if we're killing it you know like he like at the very end of the movie when he admits like they're probably not going to survive but yeah. we gotta take out the thing you know like I thought that's what the doctor was doing like he's trying to survive yeah so, no and I think so, I still uh, think that might be why he's doing it cause why would the thing it's if the thing actually wants to spread why would uh like, okay but he was building a saucer I guess so he, he was, was building a, he was yeah. building a saucer and one of the happen. best ways to get people to come find you is if you don't have anyone radioing in you know whenever yeah. they're supposed to that's so like means. I don't know like you but he also does say in the scene whenever he's like going ham on the radios he does say like they wanted to be us they wanted to be us because he's like he's just he's yeah. he's gone crazy he's yeah. gone insane yeah. obviously either way yeah. and that's why like that's what makes this movie great makes this movie great like it really doesn't matter like yeah. all of the guys start going insane like they're suspecting everyone no matter what because you know it's almost like risk uh, management like it's yeah. better to assume that someone they have it rather than not have it and get it yourself yeah you know yeah <clears throat> i i just love how you trust um uh, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, you trust I mean Kurt Russell's performance is perfect yes, you, it is. you know he's not the thing the whole yeah. time it just can't it be may it. be because like we know him he's like the, the biggest actor yeah. that we know like we've seen in a lot of movies so he's you, got the plot armor you know, yes like, okay so yeah. you never like okay there the was, scene you would yeah. get the most faked out is when you know they're both and he's with another I think the cook guy oh they find the jacket and they, they find uh, the jacket yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they find the burnt, uh, was it a jacket? Yeah, big yeah. greeny jacket. Yeah. Yeah, 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 and he brings it back, and he's like, uh, so you never even suspect him even at that point? You're like, you think that guy's lying? No. Yeah, okay. I don't. I don't I, suspect I, him. Honestly, I thought so too. Yeah. That was the that was the one suspicion point that they yeah, were trying yeah. to put on him for yeah. sure. Because because remember he even says like he could just burn my jacket and you're like oh that's actually a good point. You know? yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's like I'm being blamed. I'm yeah, being yeah, set yeah, up. Yeah. Yeah. That's something the thing would do. Yeah. But he sell he sells every line. He does. So you just like okay that's being truthful. Like that's, but that's, you also can't blame you also can't blame everyone else for thinking that. That is so. I mean, that's true. Because yeah. uh, this is kind of relates to the you know the uh, is he a cop or like a, who? Secu- like oh, what's his name? The guy that's like tied to the couch at the end. He has like the, the amazing. Oh guy. no, he's their like leader. He's a lieutenant, I think, in the army. Okay, or he's some a lieutenant shit. because like remember once they suspect him because they suspect him initially and he because when yeah, they have the, the, stand, uh, the standoff yeah. scene, yeah. Um, he's like, okay, fine, I'll give up my gun if you guys suspect me. You know, so like. 
Yeah, like we're actually saying, like, we're actually we, we're like, getting we, we, we're literally at that uh, we, scene. We trust, okay, we are at that scene. Well, we're ba- well because they lock Blair in the shed. Blair Blair puts yeah. a suspicion on Clark for the first time. He vocalizes it. Yeah, he yeah, like says, "Watch yeah. out for Clark," because yeah. he's been yeah. around those dogs. They formulate the blood test. Someone sabotaged the blood, so they know like Blair couldn't have sabotaged the blood because like that was he's locked in the shed. So someone else is like doing something and once the blood sabotage that's whenever windows runs to get a shotgun this is whenever everything happens that you were talking about with yeah. uh with because like whenever guns are involved with paranoid men in a small state in a small yeah. spot like this oh it's a tense scene dude yeah, very tense scenes uh... very tense scene. and this is whenever this is why i think you can't or i mean you can suspect mccree but like mccree takes control of the situation exactly. that's so why fast, so easily yeah, the way he takes control yeah. like yeah. he like it, well, it makes all like, the logical decisions. Yes. Like, and and you can tell like the guys deep they they want someone to be like okay at least I can trust this guy. You yes. know like mm-hmm. and they're kind of especially once the lieutenant's like he's like you can tell like he's kind of nervous like he's he, not fit for this. Yeah, he's not know, fit yeah. for that. Yeah. Like yeah, that's a good point. Like you never really don't trust McCready. He's the only one really I think. At the same time he's like. He's kind of a douchebag. Like, it's so, and like, that, I understand like, everybody getting like, annoyed with him the whole movie. But that like, might be why, though, because, like, like, you would think, like, yeah. if you're trying to not make yourself the thing, you might be kind of, you might be trying to be nice the whole time. But he never just, That's true. You know, he's, he's an asshole the whole time. You yeah. Know? So maybe he's, like, yeah. you know, he's being he's honest. He's a lovable asshole, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I mean, he's smart. He, does, he, he doesn't want any of this, this shit yes, to happen, yeah. you know? And, like, you say, like, he does always feel like the guy that's, like, telling people where to go. Like, he's the one, yeah. like, has the most logical plan, it feels like. Yeah. Well, because right after, right after he takes control, I think they burn the blood after that because it could be contaminated, you know, or something like that. They burn it, uh-huh. um, and he ex- he like literally lays out their dilemma and what they're going through, you know. And it's a great scene of just him taking control, you know, taking control, um, trying to keep everything calm, you know, and try and just like explain it logically so people don't freak the fuck out. But you guys remember the scene I'm talking about? Right? It's just he's it's just like a, it's just the, him talking to everyone basically because after oh, that okay, it goes yeah, to him yeah. recording his captain's logs and this is yeah, one of my yeah. favorite okay. it's not one of my favorite scenes but it's one of my favorite sh- like endings like shots because this is whenever like this is whenever the suspicion on McCree could start building because like he's recording his logs and then the final shot of him recording his logs is just a shot of someone looking at him from behind oh, yeah, or of the yeah. camera looking at him from outside in the hallway okay. which is how we've seen a lot of the other like. Thing, thing moments, you know, thing in air quote oh, okay, moments okay. of like, yeah, yeah, of like just like, yeah, that. it's just like, it was just a really good shot. I like that. And that is, I mean, kind of, I mean, it's kind of on topic, but like, it's what I like about this movie. It's Kurt Russell is the central character, but he's kind of not at the same time, you yeah. know, like he's less of a central character than there normally is. Yes. Like a studio there is no, this, you know, there's no central. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a it's true yeah. ensemble yeah. movie. Yeah. It's a true yeah. ensemble. But Kurt Russell still feels like the lead a little bit, you know. Honestly, yeah, uh, it's like yeah. it's a weird mix almost. Well, because you trust him throughout the movie. That's the, I yes. think that's what. Yeah, that, 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 he's he doesn't really. He's the really only one time. that you trust throughout the movie. Yeah, like, I think that's the reason. Yeah. Yeah. We well, so after that scene, the lights in the compound go out. This is a really cool scene. Just Kurt Russell walking through the dark, basically. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. It's really creepy because we just had that shot of like Kurt Russell getting looked at from behind. Um. <laughs> They they have to go see Blair because someone's missing. It's Fuchs. Someone's missing, and so they go talk to Blair. I think Blair's gone, or did I, he might still be. actually he's still there. And he says, "Can you let me back in the yeah, fucking I'm house? Normal. <laughs> yeah, I'm normal now. Can you like, let I'm me normal, back in?" Yeah. 
Looking more creepy than ever. Yes, yeah, looking more creepy than <laughs> ever, real. literally. Because yeah. he has like literally a fucking noose like tied right there. Yeah. No, I um, love how that scene ends too, because like it ends with a close up of him like talking through the little like uh, eye, yeah. eye yeah. thing in the door, and yeah. he's just like looking at him like, "Please let me in." Like, Please let me in. <laughs> like, I'll think about it. We'll think about it. <laughs> <laughs> they closed it. Yeah. And on the way back, they find Fuchs's burnt corpse. So. Yeah, that's where it's like because yeah. they're wondering like if he burnt himself. Did he? And they're, they're, that the theory they end up coming with is like he was trying to set a flare on on fire and then yeah. he burned himself like that on accident while trying to burn the thing. Yeah, and yeah, like yeah. and people and like they were they were saying maybe he burned himself because he had been the thing or something. You know? Yeah, like he figured out he was the thing and he wanted to commit suicide yeah, before yeah. like Butch. One makes sense honestly because if you are the thing, you're the thing. So like, <laughs> there's no part of you left. <laughs> no, because so like after this, I think they find this is the scene where they find uh, McCree's burnt jacket also. Or the guy, that one guy yes. finds the burnt jacket. Because yeah. after finds this, the burnt jacket. finds the burnt jacket. Yeah, yeah, yeah because yeah. after this, we it cuts to the back to the people at the at the compound. They're they're like bar, barring the doors and windows because they haven't returned in like forty five minutes. <laughs> or, um, okay, is this the same scene where like? Because this is where I think the movie is maybe trying to set up that McCree could be the uh, the thing. Yeah. Is where he comes back and he's like, I cut him loose because I knew he was a thing after I found this burnt uh, this torn jacket. Yeah, and they're like, this is the there's no way a man could, without a line, could get back to the store, yeah. uh, unless he was the thing. Oh, yeah. And then he shows up right to the door. Yeah, yeah. yeah. he yeah. shows up yeah. right to the door. So like for a second, you could think like, okay, yeah. he's the thing. You just can't, you know, the, the character just said if he came yeah. back, yeah. he's the thing, and they yeah. know what they're talking about. So. And then I loved mm. how he used the dynamite to. Yeah, that's a. That was a smart method. Of yes, the, it uh, was. It was blackmailing. And like, and honestly, just the makeup on on a Kurt Russell in that scene is amazing because. He looks frozen. Yeah, he <laughs> like does. he looks yeah. frozen. Yeah. <laughs> um, which that scene just in general is just great. Like just the whole scene with the dynamite. Yeah, like you were saying, yeah, yeah, that whole scene's great. Um, I said so. Like after that, we get to the we get to the the best scene in the movie, in my opinion, um, which is whenever they go yeah. to autopsy, oh, okay. the, the actual autopsy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and they're trying to resuscitate the dude. Oh my god. He's going in. He's going in. You know, going in with the. With the defibrillators, oh. chest opens yeah. up, all yeah. hell breaks yeah. loose. The way, the, the way the chests open up in this movie is like some of the most disgusting yeah. stuff. It's so yeah. good. Yeah. I think it's, it's so, so good. Or like yeah. the, the clamp like, down. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then it too. Yeah, takes us to get hold of and he and pulls it out. And, it's like, yeah. and before it even opens up, you already know something's about to happen. Yes. Like, yes. I, you just <laughs> know. Well, you know what's gonna happen, but you don't know what's gonna happen. Yes. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, like what's going to happen? That's what I was gonna say. Like, I would love to hear the conversations that John Carpenter and, like, the special effects people were having, like, like, describing, like, yeah, this is what we want to make. Because, like, yeah. even watching it, like, how do you even describe that? Venus you know? flytrap? Venus flytrap? Okay, yeah, like, okay. Uh, Venus flytrap with a yeah. human ribcage, <laughs> you know, then an expanding head comes out of Someone it. Someone like, like, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's like, like, like teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a great-ass yeah. idea, dude. It's a yeah. good It's amazing. Oh <laughs> no, it's it's my favorite scene in the movie. I think it's I think it's most people's favorite scene in the movie because it's amazing. And then, you know, the cla- like, Kurt Russell, the classic movie scene where, like, you can't get the gun. Yes, can't get the can't get the flamethrower to work, you know? Yeah, because it does. Like, the thing literally comes up, you know, that fucking head, the head like, oh, the head, like, the head, 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 head detaches, the, the arms come out of the head. Arms. Oh, yeah. 
John Carpenter. <laughs> like I, I love watching the commentary during, during this part because it's hilarious. Because like whenever, because they're just talking, they're just talking about it, and then like the, the chest opens and Kurt Russell and John Carpenter go like, what? <laughs> 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 and, and then it's like, and then they were he was just talking about like how it was so fun like doing that head shit. Like because oh, it's God. it's, oh, it's really amazing. cool honestly yeah. like it's it's a really fucking cool scene. Because when that head like that head thing, because the, there's like initial you know with the bite with the rib cage and everything you're like okay so then yeah. you think it's over then all of a sudden the head yeah. pops out like and it goes like like ten feet almost like away. Yeah no body. it's trying it's trying to run away. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh. And they find it. They, I mean oh. they they catch it before because yeah. the guy the guy goes like are you fucking kidding me? Which is great because this is the most natural reaction yeah, to, the, to that situation. And this is another part where they just actually burn the second nose. But, but um, after that, uh, honestly, every scene after this is just amazing because yes, we get yeah, to the blood yeah. test scenes. Oh, my gosh. Which, this, this is honestly my favorite scene. Uh, yes, but like, it, specifically it, it, for, it's scary. It's great. Not, not even for just the tension, but also every time someone would get cleared, he would immediately cut to that person, like, threatening the next person. Like, oh, yes. well, yeah, when, yes. when they were, like, testing the other ones. Yes. I was like... No, and, dude, yeah. I love their faces, too. Like, like it must have been so intense. Like, I don't want to imagine... Like, just to put yourself in their shoes, kind of, if you can. Like, you don't even know if what your blood is gonna show. Like, yeah. you're being yeah, like, you no if, I'm, if I'm, like, you're you're nervous if you're the thing or not, you know? Because like, yes, exactly. Because they're all nervous whether they're gonna. They don't even know. The thing, yeah. is, are they nervous though? Because they're the thing. That's. It seemed to me that every guy's watching. Like, they don't know what their blood's gonna show. Or maybe that's, a, that's the thing acting like that. For at least some of them, it is. Right? Which one is that actually ends up being the thing in his first? Uh, I have to. Yeah, guys, I, I don't remember the names notes, that well of the movie. Uh, but I think it's the guy uh, that that says Palmer. It's, it's Palmer. It's the guy in the previous scene that says you got to be fucking kidding me. Yeah, it's Palmer. Yeah, yeah, that guy. yeah, yeah. that's his name. Um, well, because it doesn't even start like before the blood test even starts, we get Clark just shot in the fucking head. Because John, because uh, Kurt, because oh, like yeah, uh, McCready yeah, yeah. is like McCready is telling everyone to stay back because yeah. they they're gonna do this. And Clark, as we find later, oh, is yeah. not a thing. He's just a normal human. He had grabbed oh, a scalpel yeah. before because they thought McCree's the thing, you know? He's trying to yeah. kill a thing. Yeah. And then, like, he jumps McCree, and McCree said, if anyone's going to jump him, he's going to shoot him. And he sh- fucking yeah. shot him right in the head. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah. no hesitation either. And that's and, like, what, especially that... for the characters in the movie, you could think they still think Kurt Russell could be the thing. Yes, like, and, like, yeah. and, and that scene would honestly reinforce that yeah, because, yeah. like, a bit, yeah, yeah, yeah. be like, sure. like, no remorse. What, like, this dude didn't hesitate at all. Like that would be the hardest thing to watch, well, you know, like just okay. just to see that. But because do you remember like uh, when um, Kurt Russell has like the dynamite and stuff, like right before that when they're trying to lock him out uh, outside? Yeah. Uh, they Keith David's like because someone asked Keith David like, "What if we're wrong about him?" And he's like, "Okay, then we're wrong." Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. but like yeah. that's kind of the attitude like all these guys start to have. Like even Kurt Russell, obviously, like just to stay alive, you have to even you might have to shoot an innocent guy. Yeah. You know. And that, like, yeah, and that's like, what Child says to him whenever he tests Clark's blood, because that Clark is the first one they test, because they test. It's kind of it's it well, is they fucked test, up. They, they test the dead ones first because like they test both the dead guys uh, first, yeah. and like the, one of the guys in the that were that they tied up said like, "This is fucked up, man. Like they're dead yeah. already. You don't have to test them. And neither yeah. one of them are the yeah. thing, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um. So like both those guys are just dead. Well, that one guy flips out. He's like, "Can you get me out of this?" Yes. Yeah. 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 No, I love that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Well, because well, so like, McCready realizes that the thing is one organism because like that's how he like formulated the the test, and then luckily it does work because like I, I I love how that many jump tests. Scare. That's a good jump. It's scare. a great. Yeah. Oh yes, yeah. that that jump scare was insane because like they yeah. had to have like a cl- like it, that's not as he, apparently that was a really hard film like scene to film because oh, I can like because the hand was like a fake hand. 
Yeah. So like John Carver or like Kurt Russell was like holding a fake hand. It, 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 they were worried like it wouldn't look real, but it does. But one thing that just builds on the that just builds the whole time is how many tests they do before there is the one. Yes. Like they do yes. like three or four, and yes, they, they like He's even like, Kurt, oh, even even goes Kurt Russell, so even Kurt Russell yeah. is yes. thinking like I might be wrong about this yeah. test. Yeah. You know? yeah. Like, yeah. I think it's Keith <laughs> David too. He's the one who's like, see, you're testing yeah, bullshit, yeah. dude. It's not, yeah. yeah, and like Kurt Russell Kurt is Russell, definitely I think he like, tests himself first. He does yeah. of yeah. all the alive people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and when they, his blood is you know obviously clean, they're all like, oh, see, this is bullshit. Yeah, 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 yeah. So they're like, of course this guy wants to do this test. Like, of course this guy wants to do this test. Oh, man. but but oh, we figure out what. what okay, I was just gonna say, and another part about the scene I love is the sound effects they use for uh, both the when the needle actually touches the fake, you know, the blood that's yes. human, and then uh, obviously when the, the alien they test the alien blood. Like, dude, the sound is like so good in this, and it is? also yeah. like this. What it's like this like little green thing that like pops up a little bit. I feel like. No, something pops out. Yeah, right? yeah, it's like sure. really quick, but it like no, yeah, it's the jump scare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It makes like a screaching yeah, noise yeah. too. It's oh, screaming. It's like, yeah. I don't know yeah. what noise. Like it's in pain. It sounds like it got burned. Yeah, it got burned. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's, it's it in pain. It sounds like a little alien in pain. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> a little alien in pain, which it was. <laughs> and it freaks him out too. Yeah, yeah. Yes, him. no. Yeah. Like, no, even it, not believing well, it's because anymore. well, it's because it's been through three or four tests. Yes, he doesn't exactly. know. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. think he, he he's starting to have doubts that's gonna work, yeah, and that works. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but like this is what like I love this scene where Palmer like just jumps on the fucking ceiling and stuff. I love the commentary oh, in this because yeah. John Carpenter's like, this is when the gates of hell really start to open. When you really <laughs> be like, this is it, you know? Like this is that's my that that'd be my final thought. This is it, you know? Yeah, like yeah. this is happening. Exactly. Oh, <laughs> no, because like. Freaking windows just gets eaten head first, you know? Like, uh, it's... Yeah. Wait, so this is, this is the part where all three of them are tied to the same couch. Yes, yes. You yes. Got, what, is the windows the guy in the end that's uh, turning the No, windows, windows has a flamethrower, I'm pretty sure, because he's, yeah, he, he's, he's fine. Yeah, he's in there holding They already, already tested. Because like, as, as he's been testing the blood, he's been letting them go. Okay, yeah, And, like, he's, given, he's yeah. given a couple of them, like, weapons just in case. Okay, so who's the first guy on the couch that turns into the thing? Palmer is yeah, the guy that Palmer. turns in the okay, thing, okay. and then I think Childs and the uh, lieutenant are still trapped. Yeah, and they're panicking. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. Dude, I love that. I love it so much. I love it so much. I love it. Uh, every time, because then Keith David is safe, and they let him go. He's like, let me go. Like, yes, no. he's like, yeah. no, you're. And then once they test the lieutenant, yeah, he's yeah. all. That, that's one of the funnier scenes. Classic lines he, in the movie. Yes, because he's like. I, I did I write it down? I should have if I did. It's something but... like get me out of this fucking couch. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah untie me from yeah, this fucking like, couch. Yeah, if you guys get time, like, he's like, yeah. if you guys get the time, untie me from this fucking couch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and just one more quick scene before we move on, or the quick thing before we move on to the next one. I love, I love the relief each person feels as they get like yeah, as the test, yeah. as the test, because like you can just tell like they're like. Dude, especially for like how late in this movie this scene well because they're about to be killed yes exactly yeah, yeah. like immediately it's honestly yeah. and it works so well because like for how late in the movie it is you would think this is where all the action is like getting to the intense parts but it's really kind mm -hmm. of like it's more of a lower key it's like really tense but it's not you know action heavy no, it's, it's not. It's more like yeah. just slow burn uh, tension. It's like, this is a movie... So, like, we have sound movies that could be, like, silent movies, you know? But, like, this movie is dialogue heavy. Like, you would not be able oh, to yes. do something like yeah. this as a silent movie. No. Like, it, it'd be hard. I mean, you wouldn't... You just wouldn't be able to. Because this is... It's carried by its dialogue. Like, and that's... The screenwriter for this... Oh, it's, well, it's impressive that John Carpenter did it, right? But the screenwriter, whoever did write it, is... It's great. Oh, because, yeah. like, they kept you interested the entire time. Yeah. It's, it's a great script. Mm -hmm. I think yeah, and the script needed to set up characters too, because I feel yes, like it's yeah, a very yeah. character-based movie. If the, if the characters weren't like interesting, I feel like 
this movie wouldn't work as well. Yeah, exactly. And and the actors themselves are really good oh, too. Like yeah, that definitely plays into it. Um, so after the blood test scene, they only have one person left to test. Blair, locked in the shed. Go up there. He's not there. Well, they also leave Childs. So like three of them go up there to check Blair. Childs yeah. is back at the as back at the compound still. Yeah. Blair's gone. The compound goes dark. We see Childs run. Oh, this yeah. is the, I love yeah. the commentary because John Carpenter is so coy because he hasn't. He's like he's like I don't even know if Childs was the thing there. You know like or like <laughs> he was like I'm still not sure if Childs was the thing there. And he he says that for like and he was saying like on the commentary how like every actor would ask him like am I the thing, you know, like, because they want to know if they were the thing or not, like, yeah. and he would just never tell them, and he didn't even know sometimes that they were the thing, he didn't know if McCready was the thing sometimes, you know, like, he was just kind of playing cool. it like that, and it, it and it works really well, um, yeah, the compound goes dark, like I said, uh, <laughs> they start, this is whenever the suicide mission starts, you know, John Carper, yeah, or not yeah, John Carper, yeah. Kurt Russell knows he's not going to get out yeah. of here. He tells them all we're not gonna get out of here. Basically, yeah. we gotta burn this place no, to the I love ground. The scene, basically, dude. yeah. When he, when they, when especially he realizes, like yeah. after the compound's down, like they're just fucked. So exactly, <laughs> and it starts the suicide mission. Um, all of the shots of them burning. So they're burning cool. this is so yes, cool yes. this the is the one when he's going down the hall he's yes. throwing it and you see the explosions come out of one room and then yes it's yeah. so good because uh, it was all filmed in one shot yeah it was all filmed in one shot you this know is it's the one, real yeah, you it's know it's like, real yeah. this it's is the crazy. one that i was talking about they had to have the fire stations there just in case awesome. because they yeah. like every they were burning their entire set like this is their yeah. entire set that they were burning basically. So like they the like on the Paramount Studios like it's it was it's it's honestly fantastic. And like this starts the just the last complete ending of the act. You know like they go they go that this is actually beforehand whenever they found whenever they found Blair wasn't there but they go down we already talked about this they found the flying saucer like he's been busy down here. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and then they really find I think they go back down they go underground somewhere again I can't remember where but. Because Blair's down there, they're trying to blow up the whole compound. The trap and everything. Yeah, yeah, because um, it's the, all underneath the compound. Yeah, it's right? all underneath yeah. the compound. Because the one interesting thing is, once once we see Childs run from that fucking from the door, we don't see him at all until the very end. That's true. So like, yeah. that's one thing that makes that's like yeah. really weird. Like, where was where are where were? That's why like like uh, McCree at the very end he goes like, where were you, Childs? <laughs> that's one of his last lines. But um. But we can just like get back to the fucking like well, the blowing, last... blowing them, yeah, like literally the blowing the thing yeah. up because both of the guys with McCree die. Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. one of them gets taken in a really cool scene with Blair. You know Blair's the thing, obviously by this yeah, point. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Nalls, I think, is the last one left with McCready. Um, and he gets he also he goes to look for the lieutenant. He dies. I feel like Blair's monsters is is kind of a mixture between an animatronic and stop motion too, because you see those tentacles and it looked the it's tentacles on the ground. It, it looks stop motion think. to me. I, I could be wrong. He explained it. Let me. I didn't write down what he said. He explained how they did it, but I don't think it, I don't think any of it's stop motion because he said this was like a fifty foot fucking thing they built. Wow. Okay. Like, they built this thing. Like, it was, like, it's one wow. of the most, he said it's one of his, like, one of the most impressive things that he's ever seen built. Like, I mean, because it is. It, it is. It's fucking insane. Because this thing is huge. Like, yeah. every fucking imitation this thing has been is in this one thing, basically. Yeah. It's you like know? part dinosaur. Like, it's literally part part yeah. dinosaur. It's part yeah. plant. It's got, like, yeah. the tentacles. It's got, yeah, it's got, it's got the dog in it. It's got the dog in it. It's got Blair's head, you know? Yeah. It's got everything just, like, all coming out in this one moment. And then McCree said, and then McCree's last lines are, yeah, fuck you too. <laughs> and, <he throws> the <laughs> yeah. and then this is so whenever good. the compound just, 
This is John Carpenter's favorite shot of the movie because he literally got to blow up the entire compound. Three different things burning. Yes, like Like, they set up those cameras there rolling um, in the compound, and they went and shot way back that one the the white shot the whole thing blowing up but they blew up that entire compound they were filming it that's one of the best explosions yes that was all they just blew that entire thing (laughs) up just because it's so dark the snow around it's so bright it is and huge it's so good like part of me i'm like is that a little bit of an exaggerated explosion like i mean (laughs) he he, he had some dynamite sticks i'm like would the explosion be that big but it's just like you you don't care you don't care it's too much Cool. <laughs> exactly and so like after that McCree's this is the final scenes McCree's sitting there in the ice as the fire's dying down Childs walks up behind him that's where the studio wanted to end but thankfully John Carpenter got to say and okay. they because they because like oh. John Carpenter and uh Kurt Russell had they were trying they were the ones that chose this ending and they were having a hard time figuring out how to end it because they didn't like the studio saying ending it with Child just walking behind and that was it. Trying to set up a sequel or something. Yeah, or, or something like that. They didn't yeah. like how that was going. And so, like, I love how they ended it because, like, just, just Kurt or just McCree, they're asking, like, where were you, Childs? And then they're just talking kind of, kind of like just... I don't know. They know, they know yeah, they're dead. You know? Like, <laughs> yeah. They're screwed. It kind of leaves a little hope. Maybe well, it doesn't. Reasons? Well, it's like but it's like there's the paranormal. The paranormia is still, still, it's yeah, still, still completely there, there because yeah. like yeah. he doesn't. Neither one of them knows if they're the thing still. Like yeah. because you don't know. They don't know how. They've never been the thing. They don't know how. Yeah. To like they don't know what that's like. Yeah. yeah. You know they don't know how the thing transfers exactly. So yeah, and like why was Childs gone? You know why was he gone the whole time? Man doesn't. I don't know. Yeah. Like kind of, it, I don't know. It's what it's it's yeah. the ambi- the amb- the ambiguity in this movie is what makes it so great yeah. and what makes yeah. it last like stand yeah. the test of time. Literally from the, the beginning to end, like yes. you literally don't learn anything more. Really, you don't. Well, not really. You don't know anything. Really, you don't even know what this thing is. You don't know anything about it. No, it looks yeah. different every single time it shows up. Yeah. You know, yeah, like, a, like, like, some other, like, a modern movie be, like, they try to, like, explain, like, the physics of the thing, be like, yeah. this is where... I mean, it'd be like, like according to my research, this is how it originated, and, yeah, like, yeah, this is how, you know... This is how it originated. This is how it originated. Wait, you know, there's but... ancient writing on the, on the saucer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, they, like, whatever oh, they find the saucer, did yeah. you study, like, different languages in college? <laughs> it's like, I, I think I can connect this to some sort of ancient Wait, tribe. it's right, it's right behind <laughs> me, isn't it? <laughs> it just turns into a rival. You see, like, computer scan the letters, like, turn the letters backwards, oh, Oh, it's a code. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what would this turn right here on the letter? <laughs> oh my goodness. Uh, but that well, that ends the thing. Yes. It a does. Fantastic ride. One yeah. of Carpenter's best movies. One of the best for sure. One of the, one of the best, best horror movies. movies of all time. I think it's one of the best movies, period. I, it's in my top twenty five, so I yeah. agree with you. So but <laughs> It's probably in my top ten if I were to. Okay. Oh, that high. Okay. I've probably okay. seen this movie thirty times. Damn. I mean, the first time I've I watched this movie. I've seen about ten. Movie, I'm pretty sure. So. The first time I watched this movie, I was probably ten. Oh nice. wow. Okay. And, Storm young. And I and, and I remember and I remember my younger sister is two years younger than me, three years, and the dog scene freaking her out. Oh yeah. And my dad's like, okay, I forgot how freaking creepy this movie is. We need to turn it off. <laughs> So we put her to, uh, we put my sister to bed, and then my dad's like, "Do you want, do you want to finish it?" <laughs> and I'm just like, "Yeah." Yes, yeah. So we sat there and watched right, the whole thing. Right. I was ten years old and I loved it. Like, yeah, you know, that's how you knew. Like, okay, I love. Yeah, that. but, but I went a while without having seen it again. I mean, I'd probably the next time I saw it was probably five years later when I was fifteen, okay. maybe sixteen years old when I watched it again, and because uh, I a lot of it I'd forgotten. 
because I mean, ten years old to yeah, sixteen yeah, years old, like, like, you know, maybe, like certain big moments or something. Yeah, but I remembered the dog scene, and I was like, okay, well, that was like that freaked me out a lot. I, I want to see how well it holds up, and it, oh my gosh, it, 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 it just it, gets it, better, dude. It just gets better. Yes, it does. Like, because uh, I think it was Luke who said this earlier. Like, just the level of detail in this movie, like, it's made. It feels like, especially with a lot of CG heavy movies nowadays, where the movie, like, especially when they go to their big scenes, it feels like they're almost trying to like get through it. You know, like they don't want you to notice the flaws in the, in the, like the frame. Yep. But this one is like he's like he holds a, on a lot of the special yes. effects. Like he's wanting you to stare directly at it. Like, dude, well, I mean the dog, the dog, all, all of the special up, effects, dude. all the special effects are so well lit. Yeah, exactly. The lighting, well, if you know, they're not trying to hide anything. In the dog yes. scene, that dog, like that's obviously yeah. not a real dog. Like they have to cut to a fake dog that yes. they're going to make do that. Yeah, and you yeah, can't yeah. tell, like really, uh-huh. like you can't tell. I looked up who shot this movie, and it was Dean Cundey who shot. Jurassic Park, okay. Spider Man, oh. Spider Man Two. Okay, uh, but Jurassic yeah. Park makes sense. Like he's but, good at using the. Well, well, know. that has more special effects too, but that, a lot of uh, a practical, lot of a lot like, of practical yeah. stuff. Yes. I noticed there was a lot of movies in his filmography that were very special effects heavy. So he can shoot special effects. Yes. Like yeah. a lot of his movies are kind of ground, sure. it's definitely groundbreaking. Like I mean, I mean, you still go back and watch uh, Jurassic Park. The, the CGI yeah. dinosaurs look as good no, as the CGI no, today. And it's partially it's a CG in a lot of practical yes. environments. Yes. Um, but I mean even the CGI with like the the big long neck dinosaur like in that giant wide shot I'm like yeah. that looks it unbelievable still looks amazing. today. It still looks amazing. Yes. Damn. So no. it makes that's sense too, that's two that great movies to be uh, cinematographer for. Like, yeah. that makes sense, too. Well, and Spider-Man oh. also. And Spider-Man. Apollo 13, Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Okay, Who uh, Framed Roger Rabbit. That's kind of really Escape, sense, Escape from, genre, like... Escape from New York, yeah, he also okay. shot. Kind of um, Honey, They Shrunk the Kids, Back to the Future. Yeah, I, I mean, wow. Wow. yeah, I mean, he was involved with so many classic so, movies. The, yeah, the, the bangers of the 80s. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and 90s. <laughs> No, okay, one, one quick thing before we move on. If you didn't like horror as a child, I, so, like, just my experience with horror, I was, like, 14 whenever I saw my first horror movie, and I had, like, nightmares for, like, two weeks, Wait, so, and I, I didn't watch a horror movie for, like, seven yeah. years after Wait, that. Wait, what horror movie was it? It was fucking Sleepy Hollow or some shit. It wasn't even scary. Like, I, I watched that shit, now. I'm like, oh, my God, I was a baby. But, like, like if you don't like horror movies, you can just give it time. You'll, you might, you can get into it. It's something you can easily get into. And there's all different types of horror. There is, yeah. 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 I feel like, I mean, when I'm going to have children, I'm going to start them young. I, I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like I was tracking back, and I was thinking, I was like, my earliest memory I was maybe three years old. I think I gained consciousness in this moment. <laughs> I gained consciousness watching Jaws, sitting there eating, like, frozen Tony's pizza that's, like, way too hot, and sitting in, like, a bear-in-the-big-blue-house chair. Damn. And as soon as the jump scare with the dead sailor comes out of the, uh, comes out of the boat when... Oh, yeah. Um, uh, he's down there looking, you know, okay, yeah, know with the scuba gear. I remember dropping that pizza... All over myself, <laughs> the hottest shit ever. That is my earliest wow. memory. Oh my it's, that's awesome. Honestly, that's a great. Er- that's yeah. Great oh my gosh. Wow. I feel like I mean that's 
Spielberg for life, man. Started there. This podcast will last fucking six hours Spielberg <laughs> right now. So. Okay, no more, no more Spielberg. No more no. Jurassic Park is my favorite Spielberg. Probably I love it. It's my favorite, too. What about the others, Danny? You know, let's explain the What about the others, Danny? Look over your instigating. Let's just look up for a second. Yeah, yeah. But my first one. What about the others, Danny? Brian's like, no, 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 no. I want to hear this. That's a separate part. But in terms of first horror movie though, like I really can't remember honestly. Like, yeah, I honestly, do you remember your first horror movie, Luke? I think it was the the one where like it's like these people. There's like this town that has like the dolls that like if you scream, it's gonna like they they like possess, they kill you or whatever. They go through your mouth. It's like what? it's called Don't Scream or something. Wait, like oh, it has like the the puppets or the dolls. I have no idea what you're talking about. Probably. Yeah, it's like, yeah, it's like, for yeah. Sure. I don't, sounds like one. I don't know. It's like, Interesting. yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah. If, they, if they scream, they like jump through like your mouth and kill you. Basically. Okay, I will say, I kind of remember like. Dead Silence, talking. I think it's called Dead Silence. Oh, yeah. Is, it, is that one? Yeah. I don't, I don't remember any dolls jumping Wait, hold on. Mouths, though. I thought that's how they killed them. <laughs> this might be me as a child. Like, no, I've seen the movie Dead Silence, though. 2007, James Wan. Because if you scream, like, yeah. But, okay, I think I remember at least one of my first was like. I was at, like, uh, a sleepover with, like, you know, a bunch of, like, 13-year-old guy, uh, boys, 12, 13, around that age, and we watched The Exorcist at, like, 3 a.m. Okay. And it's, like... I watched The Exorcist. I, like, it was, like, one of those movies where, like, I, you know, I had to look away for, like, you know, at least probably a quarter of the time, just from a lot of the disgusting, just, like, terrible stuff, like, and maybe that's why I, like, haven't liked horror as much since then, you know, but... I actually watched that recently for the first time. Did you time. like it? Mm, it was all right, just still certain moments I remember. I, I remember in it. I love that. It's, just... <laughs> it's a great movie. And now it's another trilogy. Well, I remember when I when I turned, I think twelve. That was like I guess the age where I could start watching like the classics, like the ones that were like. I rated think most R. people would still say that's too early, but <laughs> well, I was twelve and my eyes like, all right, let's go to Venomstock, and uh, you can. And so of course I pick. I picked out. I picked out Nightmare on Elm Street, Text Chainsaw Massacre, the original Halloween, and um, maybe The Exorcist. I think it may have been The Exorcist where I picked yeah. out. And my dad was like, yeah, yeah, I think you can watch it. I think you can watch all these. And I watched them all at a sleepover with with a group of guys for my birthday. Cause it was on my birthday where my dad took me to do that. And we had like a night just where all of us were experiencing all these movies for the first time. I think of one of my buddies had seen Nightmare on Elm Street as a kid or something like that, and he was and he told us it was cool. So well, that's pretty yeah. awesome, honestly. No, I, still so, I just remember Texas Chainsaw Massacre was the one that stuck it stood out the most of us, like okay. as the scariest okay. yeah. at that age. Yeah, it's definitely. I mean, it's just in terms of pure horror, it's definitely one of the scarier slashers. That's yeah. for sure. But let's yeah. get on. Let's yeah, get back to John Carpenter. I like the tangent. But... Oh, no, that was yeah, a good tangent for we'll sure. What's our, next um, our next movie is my favorite John Carpenter movie, In the Mouth of Madness. It's up there for me, too. Um, I mean, honestly, this is not nearly as... Whatever I first got Larry Box and watched this movie, it was criminally underseen. But thankfully, it's getting a little bit... It's getting a little bit more seen. And honestly, like, this movie was not popular when it first came out, obviously. A lot of John Carpenter's movies after, after the 80s were popular. Mm-hmm. Which is... Um, and it was honestly, like... It's just a weird thing about his career. Like, he's a maybe the most popular cult director, mm-hmm. which is almost like a contradiction. But he kind of is, you know. Like, yeah, no, like you're saying, sure. most of his yeah. movies were not yeah. that popular when they came out. 
but everyone they got most saved people by know who John Carpenter is like now a lot of his movies are still popular you know and people are always yeah are he owes a lot to the, he owes a lot to home video for sure like, yes, that's yes. what he owes a lot okay. yes. um, and honestly something like In the Mouth of Madness just fits that feel a lot yeah. Like of the cult yeah, movie, yeah. and and it's just got that gritty, uh, that grimy feel of like a oh, yeah. almost like not I'm not I'm not using TV movie here as like an insult because like I actually think that's kind of what he was going. But I know what you're saying, this, yeah. so. like just a lower budget, you know, like it just looks yeah. lower budget. Mm-hmm. But, that's but it a feels good thing. big and scope. But that's too. a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah no, yeah. I'm saying you, it's a good. You mainly thing. feel but... that in like the corporate scenes when in like the corporate. I yes, yeah, yeah. No, because the rest of it is insane. Because like it opens with just the main theme, which is just the main theme, and it's great. Like that just opens up with the rock, with the guitar, heavy guitar. Sounds, oh, yeah, also yeah. sounds like Metallica. Yeah, Metallica yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Are they like printing out? And they're printing too? the, the yeah. book. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're, they're printing. Madness. They're printing in the mouth of madness. Okay, yeah. Um, yeah. Which the, honestly, it's it's showing the beginning of the movie at the very end, or, or, or sorry, it's showing the end of the movie yeah, at the uh, very beginning. So. That's what yeah. I kind of love about this uh, opening scene. Like, it basically <clears> it makes the rest of the movie. Uh, good in a different way where normally like it would start with Sam Neill in the office as a lawyer yeah. you know yep. and then you don't know if he's going to become crazy or not and then maybe he come, becomes crazy but in this one it's like he's crazy at the beginning yes so when it flashes yeah. back and then you the actual you know movie starts you're instantly more invested yes because you know yeah. how it's going to end yeah. it's not yeah. going to end yeah. good yeah. you know like it's basically you know where this guy uh, is headed basically before he does yeah. Well, I was even saying, well, I was even getting that part because, like, yeah, that's definitely, it definitely starts with the ending with him going, like, I'm not insane, you know? Yes, yeah. Um, but I was just saying, like, even the book being printed is yeah, just no, yeah. the end of the movie because, yeah, like, he's, yeah. he's <laughs> once we get yeah. to the end of the movie, he's trying to burn the yeah. book. Yeah. And yeah. then he's like, and then, like, uh, Charlton Heston says, You delivered the book six months ago. <laughs> yeah. And so yeah. that's kind of why, at least, I think the first, the, like, it's literally him just showing that at the very beginning. Oh, it is, yeah. Yeah. But um, because that's what they've been trying to find this book, right? Yeah, no, they're they, or they've been or trying. Him. They've they've been, they've been trying to just get Sutter Kane to finish Sutter the book, Kane, yeah, you know, because yeah, yeah. he's been he's been doing it long, or he's been working on it for too long, you know, producers and all that. So now that we've mentioned the end, we'll go to the beginning. We'll go to the beginning. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no. Um. Yeah, our first spooky scene with the hand knocking at the window. I'm not. I'm. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. You yeah. guys remember what I'm talking about? This I is like, I honestly it, don't remember. What this is st- this is still in the asylum because we we're in the asylum for a little bit before we go back to the very to like where a normal movie would start. Yeah, you know? yeah, I know you're yeah. talking about. Yeah, because yeah. like we have like the hand knocking at the window. The, yeah. the, it goes like eerily quiet in there, and the shadow appears behind him and stuff like that. Okay, no, we get our first flash yeah, forwards yeah. and flashbacks yeah. and all that, you know. There's a quick like mo- like of all this. Yeah, montage. Yeah, a quick montage yeah. that we're gonna see later on in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Um, the doctor. Or I don't think this is a doctor. Maybe it is. I think it is a doctor. A doctor comes in to talk to him about his experiences, because things are going a little crazy out in the world, you know. Someone's playing the carpenters, and he says, "Not the carpenters too." When, I oh guess yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. He does say that. that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So this is whenever he first begins to start recounting his Sutter Kane, or like his journey to find Sutter yeah, Kane, yeah, basically. Yeah. And this yeah. is whenever we actually go like the real movie stuff. Yeah, this is when <laughs> the real movie <laughs> stuff, I say. Uh, oh, this stuff sells. Or this whatever stuff says. sells. Where he's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, he, he, this one's based on real life, or the, he, they're talking about the book. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It sells, right? <laughs> People are buying the shit or whatever yeah, he said. Yeah. No, because we're introduced to him. He thinks he's like a insurance agent or something they're fraud he's trying to he's like busting people for fraud basically i'm pretty people sure. that are trying yeah. to commit fraud with insurance yeah, yeah like something like that because yeah. it opens yeah. that scene the guy i think he goes to dinner or to lunch at a diner oh my God. this scene i said my logos for you like i have like 
bad enough anxiety. This movie didn't help. And this is the start of that. Like, this is the start uh, of I was that. like, this whole time, I was like, oh my god. Like, uh, I love the scene, though, where they're just like, great, talk, like yeah. literally they don't recognize him the whole time. Like, there's people screaming. Yes, in the exactly. Yeah. <laughs> there's like a guy walking towards an axe, and we're oh like, oh, god. what's they gonna do? And the whole time, they're just like, yeah. having their own conversation. Yeah, they're just lost in their own world. Isn't like, it follows stuff, like, you know, like, well, I guess, but it follows Poppy's best, but yeah, just as respect, you know. <laughs> the man just busts in going like, do you read Sarkane? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then his eyes are all like all weird. They're yeah, all, he's like, like, two, like two pupils, you know? Yeah. yeah. So things are going, things are going a little crazy already <laughs> at the very beginning. Does he have <laughs> some of the burns that all of the other Yeah, I'm pretty have? sure. He, he, yeah. he looks, he looks weird. So, <laughs> but like after this, he go, John, I think is his name in this movie. It's super generic. He goes to the publisher Mm-hmm. And he does end up accepting the case to find Sutter Kane, you know, or to like find yeah. where he went. Mostly after he was talking like Styles and all that, because like she, I mean, she, we find out she's a great character in this movie, honestly, because yeah, she's good. the things that happen with her in this movie are fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, no, uh, and this is what I was saying earlier about kind of knowing that he's already turn, going to turn insane. Like in this scene with the publisher, where he's like just like basically making fun of the people that are like falling for this, you know, he's like, it's just a you know, a, a shitty horror novelist. Like, how could people be doing this? Like, yeah. The whole time, yeah. you know, like he's he's gonna be turned insane, like from this movie, you know, or from the book, basically. Yeah, from the book. It's kind of like he's making fun of himself, like. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I mean, pretty much. I mean, yeah, because they're literally recounting how like Sarkane started believing his stuff was yeah, real and everything, yeah, yeah. you know. And he's like doubting it the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> um. After he walks out of the publishers, we see the first thing of like the Hobbs End posters on the wall. He lo- mm-hmm. he like looks behind one for oh, the because that that comes we'll, we'll we'll get back to that scene later because this is a scene that happens I think like three times or something in the movie, three or four times with actually. The cop, the with cop well movie. the cop, but I'm talking about like just the posters on the oh, wall and him looking at him peeling yeah, it back yeah. and looking because yeah. that happens like three or four times in the movie. But the cop scene also happens three or four times because the cop is just beating that like yeah, just yeah. beating the homeless guy and then I think. He wakes. Well, it's like the mob appears behind him, led by Kane's agent. You know. So this is, yeah. I think, where he's actually starting to see the uh, the book. Yes. I almost said movie because I'm thinking <laughs> of uh, <laughs> the next uh, cigarette burns we're about to do. But yeah. Oh um, yeah, no, sorry, I missed. Like a scene. this is where he's starting to see. Yeah, no, I missed a scene. Yeah, because yeah. he's because the cop says you want somebody, yes, and then like, yes. and then doesn't he, he start seeing the church and stuff? Well, no, like, we get imagine. an ear, we get like an eerie scene of him at the bookstore first, buying, oh, yeah. Sutter, yeah, looking right, at Sutter Kane's right. books, and he goes, that's he's right. like reading them, he's like, and he because he calls his friend or something, he's like, these are actually kind of better than I thought, you know? Like, yeah. Being bad at horror, these are actually kind of interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. because and because at the bookstore, like that one guy walks up to him and he says he sees you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like yeah, it's just yeah. like this is just it's just an example of like Carpenter slowly building up that tension. You know, he's really great at that. As we as in all of his in all of his horror movies, he's great at that. And even more than that, it's like because uh, that that will come in later when we learn that all the people, the authors, like uh, basically infecting or whatever, making them some yeah. characters, they go back out into the real world, and so these kind of guys he's seen are like. Um, you know, people that he's already infected. I guess to the yeah. book, too. Yeah. But um, these are just people that are already in the Sutter Kane world, you know? Basically, yeah. Especially I didn't with the think cop. Because like especially sure. with the cop, too. Yes, for the cop, yes. Uh, because after that, after that is the first dream scene that we have. Yes, you know? and I yeah. love this dream scene, dude. Because when he wakes up, like, from the first dream, he's like, oh... Uh, he's like, oh, that was weird. I think he says like that was weird or something. And he turns yeah. around and it's like a jump. It's like a, it's a, it's a great jump, jump scare. scare. Yeah, yeah. That great cop, jump like scare. great special effects on his face. Like, yes. uh, oh, just nasty almost. But no, and then he wakes up again. And he's like, because then you don't know, is he really awake? Like that's part of the whole yes, movie, it's right? Part like, of the whole he's movie. already he's already in the book basically. Yep. So. Yeah. 
Like, even when he wakes up the second time, he's basically still dreaming almost at this point. I literally wrote down that you guys probably hated that job scare, but no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. No, it's a good jump scare. Yeah, that's a good, that's a, it's a good, that's a well done jump scare. Yeah, the Jacques Demi fan in me, you know, I still liked it, you know. I still liked it, you know. I don't, I don't hate jump scares that much. I, no, I I, I, think, I hate bad jump scares. I hate fake jump scares. Yeah. Because like, if it's like something scary they get over, jumping they're out too of you, easy then to I'm use, like, so they get over yeah. Well, it's, it's like, like it's like if bad jump scares, you can literally tell whenever they're coming because they have like the time. Like you can literally count, and then like it'll jump out at you. Like you know, like the, like shitty horror movies have that like that same like feel you know like where you can just feel whenever the jump scare is yeah. coming but like this jump scare literally just no, comes out of nowhere so like Especially those are the jump scares i love dream. you're like okay you yeah relax now yeah and boom it comes like right after that yeah that's why watching horror like alone and watching horror like as a communal experience whether you're in a theater with a group of friends mm-hmm. like the effect of things are differently or yeah, you like better. things or you hate things watching horror like, movies in the theater is a lot more fun than other, than other yes i, I agree sure. with that because i mean there's there's a fun communal, aspect of reactions together. Yes, yes, yeah, reactions and like watching okay. with friends and watching their yeah. reactions and stuff. But if I'm watching by myself and it's full of jump scares, I'm gonna hate it. I'm not yeah, gonna exactly. watch that. That's a good point, dude. Yeah. You know, jump scares are more tolerable. Like if you're in a if you're with, a, setting, with a, yeah, yeah, with you're with some friends, like yeah. it's fun. It makes it makes yeah. the horror movie fun because that's... it's like that's why when you're like by yourself watching horror movie, you want to watch something like that's psychological yeah, or like more slow burn more like... slow burn is you know has that suspense rather than a bunch of jump scares or just a slasher like you know just want to get or, or a slasher see, just yeah see exactly cut up or yeah, something yeah, yeah. Like that. exactly because that's not scary you know yeah. it's like but i mean it's more it's more expect anyway the killings like it's not yeah i mean you know you know you've watched a good horror movie if you have trouble you know falling asleep after <laughs> But not very many okay, horror movies yeah, didn't do that to me anymore. No, not anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, that was good. You, you, After you're watching gonna... Terrifier 2. Uh, <laughs> you just, you just <laughs> well, I've seen this shit before. Like, yeah. <laughs> Your brain's just fucking up at this point. Exactly. Yeah. No, exactly. We've, lost, we've lost our souls a little too much. So. <laughs> we'll get to that cigarette burns. No. <laughs> <laughs> So after after the dream scene with the cop, um, he figures out that the book covers is actually a map or like a map of Vermont, basically. Or is it Vermont? Or I think yeah, it's Vermont, New Hampshire. It's so. New Hampshire. Yeah. I think it's New Hampshire. It's in New England. It's in New England somewhere. Yeah. And he says like the whole thing points to like Hobbs Inn. This is like a real yeah, place yeah. on a map. And like everyone's like, that's not real. And there's yeah. nothing there. Like. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! He's like, no, it might be, it might be like a, like a, like a town that just was not like updated, you know, like maps weren't updated, and to have include this town or something like that. Um, and they, honestly, at this point, John still thinks it's all a publicity stunt. Like he still thinks they're like they're like. He thinks him. it's a publicity stunt yeah. for a while. He does. Yeah. Like he's he's like, even but, when shit gets really crazy, he's like, I'm being set up. This yeah. is this yeah. is yeah. all. Well, see, that's well, that's on purpose. That's on purpose, though. I feel like like at yeah. that part, that's on purpose because he doesn't want to believe yeah. at that point. He's like, that's a good point. Yeah. Like, but I mean, like obviously. right, uh, very like right now, he definitely still thinks. And like to a point, to a certain point, I even could believe that it's a publicity stunt these people are pulling. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Because it's a good, it's whenever he's laying out his thing, like laying out their publicity stunt for them, basically, like he's telling them what they're doing. I'm like, that's a good idea, you know, like for a horror author, you know, like for if sure. you wanted to get sell more novels, like wouldn't be the worst thing in the world to do something like this, a publicity yep. stunt like this. And I mean, Star Kane's definitely like, I mean, big time H.P. Lovecraft vibes and Stephen King, like a, a merger of the two. I think yes. is what John Carpenter okay. was kind of trying to go with, kind of. Okay. I can see that. Like the popularity of them, and like definitely H.P. Lovecraft 
feel of the of the books, but and of the creatures too. Yes, the creatures yeah. and the covers of the books. Yeah. Especially when they get to the town too. Yes, the town's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> so one thing that I had that I had because like after this they leave, they start to go to the town. Him and Styles leave. They um go going to find Hobbs and this is whenever shit starts to really get weird. But before shit starts to get weird, <laughs> like as they're driving. And after like the Sam, bicycle. after after well no before the bicycle this is just the funny part but, like Sam Sam like he he like wakes her up with like the honking horn or, like oh, the horn yeah. but like his Aussie accent comes out so hard in this <laughs> scene like like he does a pretty good a good job of like hiding it for the whole for the whole yeah, movie he does, he does. but like it, even comes, it, even it comes, comes out, out so hard whenever that happens Jurassic Park too it does yeah. <laughs> But yeah. he, but he like literally says like never distract the driver. <laughs> like, an Aussie, like an Aussie accent. I was like, no, 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 that wasn't good at all. But like, I was like, oh my god, it just came out. But yes, the driving scenes at oh, night dude, this are This is amazing. one of my favorite. Uh, maybe my favorite. Like, just it kind of feels like pure horror, you know? Yes. Uh, this is like the pure horror. It's psychedelic like, too. Yeah, it's yeah, psychedelic. Yeah. It's pure horror, and it's just like you don't know, like. This know it's like it's like that surreal. Like this is not like this shouldn't be happening. You know, yes. like. I don't know, like, because we see, like, the kid, we see a norm, perfectly normal kid, well, not normal because he's riding a bike at fucking midnight, apparently, but we see a normal kid riding his bike with the Joker, with a Joker card in there. Yeah, okay. Um, she's, she's driving the car, they pass him in the rearview mirror, goes out, goes out okay. of our minds, too. Because I want to mention, because uh, right before she starts seeing all this stuff, they have that conversation about, like, uh... Because Sam Neill's basically like, that would never happen to me, you know? Uh, like, he would never get tricked out by... Because they're talking about something how... Uh, something is real if it's real to you. Yes. You know? Yes. And that's... That's that's really uh, where the where the yes. first... Uh, maybe not the first instances of them uttering that, but, like, what the movie's all about. Because she says something like, uh, starts, uh, sure. if enough people believe in something insane, yeah. then uh, it'd be easy to switch places with the insane or something. He's like, oh, no, that would never... And Sam Neill says, no, that would never happen to me. Yeah. And it just makes it funny knowing, you know, it's yes. going to happen. Like, we know the big... The yeah. fact that we know the ending already, it makes it better. Because... Uh, and then that's literally what leads to her seeing all this stuff. Yep. That only she's seen, and she doesn't know if it's real. And I love not, that but, only yeah. she's seen. But that's what... And she's trying to deny it, right? And she's like, okay, no, it's just a person on a bike. And then all of a sudden, when she actually hits uh, one of them, and, you know, like... Well, no, no, it's the, it's the like, same guy. <laughs> Or it's a woman, I'm pretty no, sure. No, no, it's, so, it's the, okay, this is, this is, this, like, you see the boy. older and older. Yeah, yes, like, this yeah, is yeah. why it's, like, a time loop. Like, like, whenever, whenever she oh, runs God. over the kid, like, because this, this kid, you see him at the first, the very beginning, yeah. he's a normal kid. Mm-hmm. She drives by the rearview mirror, he passes by the brake lights, you can't oh, see him my. anymore. That's one he of comes the back, shots. Yeah. He comes yeah. back this way, and he's a fucking old-ass man yeah. just looking right at her like this, and she's, like... She's like, the like turns around or something? Yeah, yeah, no, it's yeah. like whenever he like looks oh. at her like that. Oh, and she's like going like, what the fuck is going on? And so then she just scary. keeps on driving and then she hits him. Oh. Like he comes out of nowhere and she hits him. And then like so this is whenever Sam Neil finally wakes up and they go out there and like see they see if he's okay and they see like the windmill yeah. in the background is just going like a loop. And he's like as Sam Neil goes to try to find something, um, the girl's just sitting or like Styles is there, like talking to him, like asking, Are you okay? And he's like, He won't let me out. Oh, like the kids oh, literally like he yeah. won't let me out because <laughs> like he's stuck in a time loop like this is whenever the shit really starts to like yeah really yeah. starts to start you know like yeah. stuff is getting weird <laughs> um so like after that we get to kind of like the transportation you know like or like I think of it as a portal because like 
Kind of. That's through literally bridge, like right? it's yeah. literally Under through the, the bridge. Well, the like tunnel? before they the even get to the bridge. Something. Yeah, before they even get to like the bridge. T- I call it a bridge. T- I literally wrote in my in my notes is like bridge tunnel. But <laughs> but, uh, but I li- but before they get to that, like she looks out the window or she looks out the window and they're like driving in the clouds. Like so, like well, because the lines on the road disappear. Yeah. Like the lines on the road black. disappear, face yeah. to black, oh and everything, gosh. which comes back later as well. Okay. Um, so like you know that you're entering a kind of a different world, yes. you know, like, no, right. and Same you definitely are right. because she comes out of that tunnel and it's bright daylight. Hobbs ends it's right a, there. Uh, Sam Neil wakes up. up right it's so funny, like, honestly. Oh, we're there. Right? He's like, oh, I must, he's like, oh, I must have slept all night. He's just so nonchalant about everything. Dude, she is freaked out. She yeah. is freaked out. She's like, you drive. Yeah. <laughs> no, this has one of my favorite shots in the movie too, where it like. Yeah, right when he's waking up, like the focus is on them, and then in the same shot, it fo- the focus changes to the "Welcome to Hobbs End" sign, oh, yes. and they're like, "Oh, we're in Hobbs End," and then it fo- the cha- focus changes back to them in the car, all in the same shot. It's like it's an amazing shot because, plus, like especially like you said, like the tunnel's like super dark, it's like really scary, and then all of a sudden it's like super bright, and they're like, "Oh, we're in Hobbs End," you know, like yep. Sam, that's yeah. what Sam did yep. waking up, you know. It's, it's like, so funny, dude. Like, like it kind of makes sense that he's that like he's not on the same level as her yet in terms of believing oh, everything yeah. that's going on. Yeah. He slept through it all. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah, because uh, yeah, well, they drive into the town. This is also where things start to get weird because like. Town's completely empty, and then they then yeah. I also I, mean, I don't okay. think Sam Neil also doesn't see this part. I think it's just Styles sees the kids chasing after the dog, like she's also the oh, one yeah, that the, sees that part. The the town's empty. The town's yeah. completely like, empty. The town yeah. is, okay, so if he's talking about that, isn't he talking about how nice it is? He's like, oh yes, yeah. he's literally <laughs> talking about how nice it is. Yeah, yeah he's like he's, he's like, like where all the people go? Like, <laughs> like it's a small town, suburban town. Like, <laughs> it literally then, looks like Children of the Corn. It's like an old guy walking into an empty bar, you know. <laughs> but it's like that ghost, it's like that ghostly effect with with it the is. kids running out. It's like yes. you don't really hear them running or anything. It's no. kind of ghostly how yeah. they come out. Yeah, yeah. and it styles like yeah. I said. I think she's the only one that sees that. Like he's he's looking off the other way, doing some other shit, and she's like looking this way because she sees. Or I think it ends with like a bloody axe is just is just sitting there. Yeah, the, yeah in the that's how the shot. Yeah, in the foreground while they're walking away. Yep. But uh, they go to the hotel. It's called, or they go to the hotel that's actually from Hobbs and Horror, like the book. And this is where she recognizes. Yes. Like, okay, yeah, we're. we're she's starting to recognize it. Yeah. 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 She's starting to get really. I mean, like, she's already freaked out, but yeah, she's yeah, starting yeah. to get. Yeah. This is whenever, like, whenever her comments about, like, what is reality, you know? Yes. Like, this is where it starts to really come into effect because, like, she does, she starts to lose control of herself at this moment, and we'll get to the later on whenever she actually fully does, but. Because she recognizes the uh, she, hotel, the woman working at the hotel as a character from the book. Yes. And he's like, what are you talking about? Like, well, she recognizes, well, she she doesn't tell him that, I don't no, think. Because she initially. says she says that she knows her, and then he goes down later on and starts talking to her. And she, and like, uh, telling her, or asking her things about her life. And she's like, or, and she's like, um... Or I think he asked like, "When did you get this painting?" And she and she, the lady's like, "Oh, that's yes, not my right, painting." Yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, but Styles told me it was because she said that she knows you." And she's like, "I've never seen that girl before yes, in my life." Yeah. And that's whenever he yes. that's whenever okay, he figures it out. Like, yeah. uh, so he doesn't tell her directly. No, yeah. she doesn't. She doesn't tell him directly. She tells him that she knows who they are. Yeah. Because yeah. she does know who they are because they're in the book. But doesn't she explain to him? She's like, "Oh, she went crazy, killed her husband." That's why. Yes. Like okay. That. Yeah. She does. I, yeah. He doesn't believe her. He yells at her. One of the funniest lines. Like he basically yells. He's like he says we're not in the Sutter Kane story or yeah. something like that, and yeah. just the we're way he said it, it's like it's like 
it's just over the head that they are in a Sutter Kane. Like, he's basically, yeah. it's like Don Carpenter yelling you, like, they are in a Sutter Kane. Yeah. Story, you know, yeah. like, because everything this guy said has been wrong up to this point, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, because everything is similar to the book. Literally, and like, yeah. the pa- and I love the I love the painting in this movie the because the painting, awesome. like every change that goes through that painting is amazing. But like, this is the first scene where it kind of looks creepy for sure, just looking at it because I think it's got the black castle in the background, or I think it's just a normal castle at first in the background. Yeah, yeah. It's like the normal one, just the two normal ass normal couples, and then like she's looking at, it, she looks away and looks back, and the, both the couples are looking at her, and uh, then they and just the go upstairs. Yeah. Too. Oh, yeah. definitely creepy faces. Yeah, but then they go upstairs, they go to their room. This is when they really start talking about the book. And he's like, if there if this book was real, the church would be out this window, which it isn't. And then she's like, No, 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 you didn't read closely enough. The church would be out this window, and it is. <laughs> and it is there. And then like and then like Sam Neil's like, Oh shit. <laughs> like this is, I think this is whenever he like actually starts to first like Well, this is the thing. I think he knows like I think deep it's down like he's he trying knows, to lie yeah. to himself this whole time. Yes. I'm not in the Sutter It definitely feels like, like that. I'm not in the Sutter King. I'm not in the Um yeah, because, like, like uh, Styles definitely doesn't believe they're in a, She definitely doesn't believe they're in reality anymore. No, no, <laughs> She no, definitely no. doesn't believe it. Um, yeah. And we see, like, the immaculate matte painting that I was, talk- that I wanted to- or that I was talking oh. about and the thing with yes. the thing as well. Like, the painting of the church is amazing. Like, honestly, the first time I watched it, I didn't even know it was a matte painting. I just thought it was a real-ass church- chapel they went to somewhere or something. Oh, wait, I don't wait. know. Oh, shit. Yeah, no, that's, yeah, not, yeah, that's not a real yeah, chapel. Yeah. That's just a matte painting. Yeah. Damn. It's I don't think I recognize that either. I, I think I think I noticed Ralph, but, but I you but did, I, but you I did. We watched, it, artist, we, we watched it. We like, watched I, it. I, I kind of noticed stuff like that. No, yeah, we yeah. watched it together, and you said that, and I was like, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I did. I didn't know it was Dang. so. But they really sell it because when they go they up do. close, the yeah, scale when they're standing huge, right next to the dude. doors is is huge. It's literally huge. It's 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 beautifully painted as well. Yes. Um, so like this is this is whenever more things from the Sutter well, Kane books start right to happen. Uh, yeah, yeah, you can't tell yeah, either. Well, yeah, it's, we're looking at it looks good. Like it's insane. Oh, that's wow, a great shot. The like whoever they had painting these for him, or, like because yeah. you can't tell Amazing. you can't tell him the thing either. Those are matte paintings. Like those look. It looks like real like real ice like real like a real spaceship basically. You know. Yeah. But it's not. Um, but this is like whenever they head, whenever they get to the chapel, is whenever more weird things from the book start happening. You know, like the children are running after the dog, and I'm pretty sure its leg is gone at this point. Or is that later on in the movie? That might be later on in the movie. Whenever the dog's leg is gone, but um, because the townspeople come to the chapel with their guns and stuff, yeah. tell Sutter Kane to like give yeah, back yeah. the boy, yeah, and then this yeah. is whenever the yeah. stuff like the chapel door starts starts off opening like and closing really fast yeah, with that kid yeah. that looks really creepy, and then you see Sutter Kane for the first time. He's yeah. just standing there, he's looking all funny. I don't know, I think he looks funny, but well, the main the main guy in like the when all the cars are pulling up like in a row. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the moment where he's like, Okay, yeah. Yes, no, he's still I, I, he's I still yeah. Yeah, I yeah. don't buy any of this. Yeah, yeah. He still believes in the public system uh, at that point. The main guy, the crazy guy that comes up to him is the Ghostbusters two bad guy. Right? I haven't seen Ghostbusters. I haven't seen Ghostbusters 2, actually. I've seen Ghostbusters. I haven't seen Ghostbusters. Really? I'm surprised you haven't seen Ghostbusters. I've seen Ghostbusters. Ignore my point. (laughs) Brian's like, I'm leaving. (laughs) It's not that good. It's not that good. (laughs) Yeah. No, so the door. You see Sarkane for the first time, like I said. And then those, the three. This symbolizes Cerberus, at least to me. Just like the three dogs from hell, basically. Because 
all the, all of those Dobermans run out three at a time, you know, mm. and just I don't know. That's at least what it yeah. said to okay. me. But those the dogs start attacking the townspeople. I love slow mo shots of dogs. Running. Exactly. <laughs> love them. Because because I, I did I did <laughs> love them. I did, I did write down in my notes that this is John does still think he's in a, he's in a publicity stunt because of yeah. that scene. I mean, he literally yeah. says something sort like uh, this is a whole this whole place is a setup after the, this too. Yeah. Because this is when he's like. I think it's... Is it the next scene where he talks to that guy in the bar? No, the or... next scene is whenever he talks to the lady, to the, like, uh, to the to the innkeeper. Oh, okay. Because okay. he goes back... They they both go back to the end. Okay. They return there. Um, the painting's changed. It's looking at him now. That's weird. Yeah. Um, he talks to the lady. It's a really creepy scene. I think... I can't remember if this is the scene where she's kicking her husband or not. But it's, Styles it's... Styles leaves in the car after, after oh. this scene. Or, like, that's the end of this scene. Because, like... She's telling him that she wants to get out of here, basically, and he's not wanting to, I don't think. Yeah. And um, so she just gets up and leaves, and she drives back to the chapel. Yeah. And we we are we don't we I think Sam Neill's off screen for a while for this because she's just by herself at the chapel, and she's literally entering hell, basically. Yeah, like yeah. it's it's funny how he chooses, or not funny, but like definitely did this for a reason. But that chapel. Obviously, it's supposed to be for Christianity. It's, it's a portal to hell. Yeah. So, <laughs> well, they walk in and all the crosses are upside down. Like, yeah, all the yeah. yeah. Oh, sorry. I we did we did pass the scene with the man in the bar. That was right before this. Okay. Or that was right before the style. Or that was right after the Styles drives off in the car. We have this yes. one scene. Yeah. Yeah, where he's talking to this guy who's basically telling him to leave too. Yes. Mm-hmm. He's like, you gotta leave before you get too caught up or something in the story or something. Yeah, he literally. Like yeah, he literally says you gotta leave or you, you don't want to get caught up in the story or yeah, something yeah. like that because they're all they they literally can't leave. Just like that kid, whenever the whenever she ran him over with the, her on the bike, he literally said, I, "He won't let me out." You know, like that's how these people feel. They're literally trapped in a hurricane story. Because <laughs> this yep. is, and then the next thing is when she sees the book for the first time. She yeah, she sees it hands. for the first time. Yeah, because uh, she she arrives there. This is the scene I was talking yeah, about yeah. with like uh, it's the she sees the kids for the first time, like uh, or not for the first time, but whenever they're like saying, "You're our mommy," you know. Yeah. And like oh, the, because yeah. this is whenever the dog like they've eaten uh, the dog's leg basically. Like this is this oh, is part yeah, of the Sarkane yeah. story, you know. Um, but after this, she actually enters she enters hell or the or the chapel. She enters hell basically. Um. I can't believe she even entered after that. Like, no, imagine well, like, these like, weird ass kids like walking up to you saying, "Dude, if I saw those weird ass kids in the very beginning, I'd be gone." I'd, like, oh be my god, there, I'd be out of there. Like, <sighs> honestly, it, it it goes I think towards part of the story though that both of them are basically already part of the story. Yes, they are. Know? Like they're basically already in it. I think that's honestly what the opening frame with the, just the book being printed is supposed to state. Is yeah. like we're literally just reading the story as yeah. it's happening, basically. Well, I mean, we'll get to the very ending, like the last scene. But I, I think that's it. definitely yes. what it's supposed to mean. I think so too. And I, I kind of like the scene where Styles is, is reading the book for the first time because it's like cut with John just like stuck at the at the end reading. Like he's literally just reading at the end, and yeah. then it cuts back to her in the in the, in the chapel again with Sarkane. Um But like she enters like his writing room literally literally hell and like they filmed this at actual chapel and john carpenter because i was watching the commentary for this one too and john carpenter said it was the funniest thing honestly because he said the girl he was doing it with like uh doing the commentary with was saying like yeah i'm surprised the chapel let you do this let you do this movie and he was like yeah that was the that was the one thing i was worried about this entire time was that was that they figured out what movie i was going oh, what, what movie i was making <laughs> okay how could you not know it's like john carpenter like yeah. i mean yeah john exactly yeah. and this is the 90s you know by this time yeah <laughs> no people know who john carpenter yeah. is even even christians should no i'm just kidding <laughs> um 
this is where we see the breathing door for the first time too like the breathing door to hell you know basically like he's like he's literally like Sutter Kane himself like this is why it's so weird like I don't know how I view Sutter Kane honestly because he himself feels like he's God almost like holding oh, sure. like holding them back but like they're starting to seep through in his writing like they're literally the ones that have given yeah. him the ideas to write this mm-hmm. you know like this is their way of getting back into the real world and the only way they can is like through him basically mm-hmm. <laughs> and this mm-hmm. is where we get all that for the first time and this is where the the um what is reality and what is real to people is does that make it real you know like that's where this conversation really comes into effect because Sutter Kane is like saying my book's going to be bigger than the bible if more people buy my book than the bible and then was like and believe says. it then yeah, like yeah then what is that, does that make yeah. it more real in the Bible, you know? Yeah. Like, he literally says, this is the new Bible, and then she, like, forces, he forces yeah, her to read yeah, it, you yeah. know? Her eyes are bleeding and shit like that. Because um, uh, after this, when she realizes what's going on after she's read the book, it's, like, one of the scariest moments where, like, she's telling him, like, basically, she says, like, I think she says, I'm losing me. She's like, I'm losing me. Oh, I'm it's, losing like, so me. terrifying. It's like, terrifying. she realizes what's happening yeah. to herself, and he's, like, trying, she's, like, trying to convince him to, yeah. like, don't read it. She literally tells him not to read it. If yeah, he, yeah. Like, don't read it because it does make yeah. you go insane. But I, I love the "I am losing me" scene because it's what yeah. this whole movie feels like. Like you're literally like, yeah. like honestly, the "I am losing me." If you were going insane, that would be something you'd probably say or like something you think. You might not say it out loud, but if you're going insane like this, you'd you'd think like I'm losing me. You know, like yeah. I don't know who I am anymore. Yeah. Like I always, like she she is convinced she's not real. Yeah, you know she's yeah. convinced she is a fictional character in a Sutter Kane story. Yeah. No, because uh, and then she, and I think it's the next scene where they see they talk. Uh, Samuel sees the guy in the bar, and he says, uh, "I can't remember which came first, us or the book." Yeah, and that's basically what you know she's turning into that character where like she is. at a certain point they're not going to remember like, are they a real person or are they, are they just a character in the book? And she's like realizing that, like you said, like. Yeah. I guess, like, the real-life equivalent of that would be someone realizing they're becoming insane, maybe, or at least changing as a person. Yeah, but, changing yeah. as a person might be, yeah. But be literally insanity, yeah. maybe. Yeah. As well. Like, like, that's at least what I think. Like, like if I was going insane, or, like, if, if I, like, uh, maybe that's, honestly, this is kind of sad, but, like, that's kind of what I feel like Alzheimer's feels like, you know? Like, literally, you're losing you. Like, yeah, you can't cool. remember anything. Yeah. Like. Yeah, like that's almost what it feels like. I don't know. That that was a little sad, but that's, that's honestly like one of my biggest fears though. getting Alzheimer's. Yes, no, like, it is for sure. Hopefully they have a cure for that by the time we're old, if we know all that. But <laughs> um, but after the I am losing me scene, um, we have like that overhead shot, which is fantastic of her just laying on the bed, and then Sam Neil running out into the okay. into the into the hotel, yeah. and pings changed again. The black chapels in the back. Finally, the two couples have turned into monsters. There, oh, Sam cool. Neil goes yeah. down the basement, sees yeah, the yeah. fucking sees a sees, sees the lady, sees the old innkeeper there like, chopping. Yeah. Just it's not the old lady anymore. She's a thing out of hell at this point. So, uh, the scene makes me laugh every time. It does, yeah. <laughs> it's funny, honestly. Just because she's Happy Gilmore's grandma. Oh, is she? Gilmore. I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. <Okay>. And. <laughs> I just remember, like, every single time I see her in this movie and she's doing crazy shit, it reminds me of just her being tortured by Ben Stiller in the <laughs> nursing home. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, she's a good actor. She is a good actor. She's a good no, actor. No, she's honestly really good in this movie, too, because, yes. like, that's the... Or at least her chopping up her husband and, the, like, all the tentacles going crazy. Yeah. It's really good. It's, a, it's just a really funny scene because Sam Neill goes crazy, obviously. He starts to go... He, like, runs back upstairs and shit. 
Um, this is whenever you, well, this is kind of what you were talking about with um, him going back to the bar because this is whenever he actually goes back to the bar and the guy blows off his head, you know, because he can't live with it anymore. Obviously, I think actually his daughter that that dude the the dude in the bar's daughter came and like started chewing his cheek also like his cheek was gone as well. Yeah, because uh, yeah, he right, he also right. he also said the story yeah. about like uh, how like it started with the children, you know, like yeah. he's he took the children first and then it just grew, kept on growing, which is. Honestly, Kyle might be John Carpenter saying something about how that is how marketing works. You try to get yeah. the kids before, like, you get the kids. You, yeah. you, you always skew to the younger generation with, like, yeah. at least, like, books and movies, it feels like. Because this is how, yeah. I mean, he, this is the guy that shoots himself, right? Mm-hmm. When he says, uh, I can't, and he's like, don't, he don't do it. And he's like, I can't, uh, the, the writer wrote me this way. Yeah, the writer wrote me this way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, leaves him, leaves him sitting all alone there. This is whenever he's starting to completely lose it after this part. Because he start, he gets in the car, tries to drive off, and every time he tries to drive off, this is when the mob is like blocking yeah. the way there. Yeah. Like he's trying to drive away. I think he, I think he even knocks Styles out, yeah, and then, then puts her in the car with yeah, him. Yeah. And every time he tries to drive away, like the the line the lines yeah. blur like they did with her whenever they, whenever mm-hmm. she, whenever they got there, yeah. and then he comes back. And I love how the last time it happens, he just like. Like there's just the funny look on his face. He just kind of smiles and shakes his head, and they just drives yeah, through the drives yeah, through the yeah. crowd. It's like the horror movie version of uh, of Austin Powers, like trying, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> trying to back out and now small hallway. <laughs> it, it's like the horror movie equivalent to that scene. It's like the horror movie equivalent to that scene. No, it I, is because you you just see like random cuts and just like slam his brains turn <laughs> around. No, you do, you direction. do. Oh my god, it happens over and over. It's funny. Um, because, so they actually do end up getting back to at least the windmill that we saw before with the yeah. kid. Because this is one of my favorite scenes in the movie. Whenever Styles is a fucked up monster, <laughs> like she, yes. they got they got a actual. <laughs> it was funny because the commentary on this is hilarious. Because the lady doing the commentary with John Carpenter, I can't remember who it is right now, but she was she was doing it with John Carpenter, and she was like. Yeah, I think we got like a contortionist for this or something. And John Carver's like, it was a stripper. <laughs> and she was like, you would remember that. He's like, yeah, it was a stripper. <laughs> no, but it was the scene where Styles' head is just like face, like it's her face is up and her no, body is just crazy completely turned around, oh, walking and running on like all fours. It's oh, a really, I mean, and this really is where he even re- he has to realize. Like, okay, yes. She's, oh yeah. She's like, she's he's definitely. Tried, he's gone. been trying to save her this whole time. Yes. This is the point where he's like, okay, yeah, she's gone. Yeah, like, because he, this is like the last time he, like, it, it takes him back to the town again. Like, yeah, she's yeah. gone, obviously, this time. Yeah. Um, I kind of remember the scene in Old with the one girl who, with the vitamin D, uh. Yes. Yeah. I know like, what you're talking about. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The bone, the bone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's like the main image I remember from the movie, so, like. <laughs> I, I'm not going to, I'm not going to. I like that movie. I like, I like movie. old. Like, yeah. I like old. It's decent. <laughs> Old's a funny movie. It is funny. I feel like if I watched it again at home, I would not be good. Maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. Yeah, maybe, maybe, maybe not. Maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. But we see uh, this is like after the style stuff happens. He this is whenever he's actually driving, trying to leave town and shit, and it can't happen, obviously. And. He tries to run her over, can't. Or I mean, he's he's running through the townspeople. Then he sees her, can't run her over. 
runs into something yeah. else, and then he wakes up in the confessional with Sutter Kane opposite him. Okay, yeah. Um, this is actually in the commentary whenever he said that uh, the movie was was inspired by Boonwell's surrealist movies, and how he was like, and how he was like lamenting like people watching wouldn't know who wouldn't know who Boonwell was, but but this is a crazy. That's a crazy scene too. Like it is because it goes to what you're saying about Sutter Kane being God. Yes, literally. Like he's literally playing God, or at least a priest. Yeah, literally telling him to confess to him um the scene starts with the heart of the matter and like what may what makes something real you know like this is whenever he's talking about like if if the if his book sells more of the bible and shit like that you know yeah, yeah. is it is it more influential is yeah, it is it yeah. as real as the bible you yeah, know yeah. because i mean a lot of people think that way you know like like the bible isn't real it's just like real because so many people believe in it you know yeah. And does that make it real? Who knows? I don't know. That's what John Carpenter's trying to ask in this movie. Yeah. Somewhere. Yeah, that's At least part. It's, it's like... part of the question. It's one of the questions. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> I wrote in my notes, John is starting to lose sense of his reality completely now. Well, <laughs> as if he hasn't already, already before. <laughs> yep. But then Kane, Kane appears into his part of the confessional at that point. Um, and he says he has finished his masterpiece. And he gives him the book. And he's like, you are what I write. And everything like that. And then, like, after this, we I think he's completely out of the town now. He's back in... I think he just wakes up on the road again. Like, he just wakes up on the road, you yeah, know? Yeah, he does. Yeah, yeah. Is this before uh, the bus? When it's before the bus. Yeah, it's before the bus. This is, like, when he sees the uh, the kid. And this kid is like, I've never heard of that town oh, yeah. before. Yes, he's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. It was uh, just, like, a dirt road or something. Oh, wait, like wait, that, wait. Right? Before before we do that, I forgot I forgot the, the main part. His entire escape back to reality. Because this, like, this whole part, like, Hidden and Hobbs in is not, is not, like, reality. Like, he's literally, yeah. he, he, because he also goes to, like, Sutter Kane's hell, basically, where he's writing, and Sutter Kane gives him his novel, and as, and as, like, Sutter Kane's doing this, you see the breathing door, you know, Sutter Kane opens his face, you know, he peels oh, himself yeah, back he with yeah. the, literally he literally, like pages, he literally is opening yeah. the gates of hell, basically, yeah, yeah. with that, um, yeah. and then as, he he and like he Sutter Kane tells John to run, you know. He yeah, tells yeah. him to run. Get out of here. Um he can't. He's curious. And as he starts walking over to the edge to look into the abyss, Styles is behind him literally reading the novel. Yeah, yeah. As he's oh, as yeah, he's yeah, acting yeah. out what's happening. Yeah. And then like you see the like run of the run of the monsters, you know, yeah, like all yeah. the all the all the Cthulhu like monsters mm-hmm. that people come to John Carpenter movies for, honestly. <laughs> Start, they, they appear here. And it honestly looks pretty good. Like, I, that was the one thing I was kind of worried about. It was, like, something like that wouldn't hold up as much. But you can, tell, you can tell they're rubber monsters, but they look good at least still. Yeah. So Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm, glad, I'm glad that I didn't miss that part. Because that's, like, one of the biggest parts in this fucking movie. The escape, the escape back to reality in that long hallway. Yeah. Because no. that's also just a great shot of him running down gr- the long yeah, hallway. Yeah, it's a great visual, for sure. Yeah. Um, but after that, he pops up into the field, into that one field or something again, and he starts just walking along the road. He yeah, stops at a motel. He's trying to run away from. He's uh, trying to Saturday. run away from the movie, or yeah. from the movie, from the book. Yes. Um, he sees the paper boy who's actually Hayden Christensen. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah, is, that was Hayden Christensen. What the fuck? Um, that was yeah. yeah. <laughs> Look that up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, John Carpenter said this was before he turned to the dark side, but <laughs> that uh, was his yeah, joke yeah, in the commentary. But, okay. but uh, uh <laughs> um, yeah, so he's like, listed in the cast. Yeah, no, that, that was he's the, cast he's the paper boy. boy so, he's yeah. the paper boy. Um, so before the blue bus, we actually had that scene in the hotel, in the motel at least, where 
he's trying to burn the book. Yeah, yeah. He does burn the book. No, because he gets freaked out. Like, how does this, like, where did you get well, the book actually, from? Well, he actually, yeah, yeah. He like threw, I, I think he, like, because he had the book whenever he came out of, yeah, into reality. Yeah. I think he, like, threw it away or some shit. Yeah. But, like, yeah. someone sent him the book yeah, again. Yeah. In the hotel, like, how does he... <laughs> yeah, and he, was, and he freaks out, going, yeah. like, who sent you this? And they're like, I don't know, we, someone delivered it last night. We weren't here, <laughs> or something like that. And uh, I think after that, he burns the book again in the sink. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. then he gets on the blue bus yeah. and this is one of the best scenes in the movie too just one of the best well, scenes in terms of just sh- like lighting and how they shot the lighting and stuff like that because just the blue filter they use on this looks so good uh-huh. and a movie that's been like yeah. I, it's been kind of it's, it's kind of a bright horror movie honestly like yeah. it's, it's yeah, a light yeah, horror movie yeah. like yeah. in terms of like just daylight yeah, lighting, yeah. Um, especially in the town and stuff yeah especially in the town but this this scene just really straight stands out honestly and it's called the Trentway Wager which I don't know why I don't, I don't, I don't know why I wrote that down but it just kind of seems seems like an interesting name Trentway Wager I don't know but um <laughs> he has his dream scene on this blue bus you know yeah. Sutter Kane's there <laughs> And then, like, uh, he's like, I'm basically am God and shit yeah, like that, yeah. like what we've been saying. And then, and then Sam Neill's just there, like, God's not supposed to be a hack horror writer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, I just, I just love that. Love that line. It's hilarious. Um, we just go the hard cut of him screaming. Yes, just the hard cut of him waking up again, screaming yes. in the buses, is just great. Um, after that, after that cut, we it cuts back to the poster of Hobbs End again that we see of the whenever he saw a cop for the first time. He peels it back this time, and it's his face. Damn. And it's yeah. it's the yeah. uh, it's okay, it's the poster for In yeah. the Mouth of Madness, but we don't know that yet because he didn't he didn't like tear it completely down. Yeah. He just sees his face behind the poster this time. Um, is this when he goes to like that government building and he's like yelling about? This uh, is before Hobbs that. Okay, it's like okay. right before that okay. because like um. He peels back the poster and then he goes back to the publisher and says like I'm not crazy and he tells him the story you know like he keeps on saying like I'm not crazy, <laughs> um, as he's like saying he destroyed the last manuscript and all that and then the publisher tells me he's like you didn't destroy it you delivered it yeah, to us months, months ago, ago. Oh, the, yeah. the the movie's the supposed to come out, out next all, yeah, month yeah, you know right. like <laughs> and then at this point he realizes like he he's he's completely insane obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. he's realized it already at, at this point. Um, <laughs> he is the absolute maniac at this moment. This is why, like, whenever things kind of come full circle, you know, like Sutter Kane's agent at the very beginning that was the absolutely murder guy that, that attacked him at the very beginning. Now it's just now it's Sam Neill. And I love this scene with the with the guy walking out of the bookstore, reading in the mouth of madness. His eyes are bleeding. Sam Neill's standing there with the axe, and he's like, "How do you like the book?" And the guy's like, "Oh, I love it." And he's like, oh, then you won't be surprised about what happens next. Oh, and then he, like, oh, fucking just, like, goes yeah, in. He just kills stabs him. him yeah. yeah, and I just love that line because he's, like, because he's fully bought into, like, an insanity yeah. of, like, this yeah. book's fucking real. Like, yeah. like it, at this point, he's, like, it can't it can't not be real because, yeah. like, all this is happening. Yeah. And so I just I just love that line. And then it cuts back to the mental asylum. Yeah, you know, the We're present back day, to the mental yeah. asylum, back <laughs> to the present day. Like, because I remember when the flashback initially happens at the very beginning, you kind of think it's gonna be like a short flashback. It'll cut back to like him at the at the ward or something. But then like you just get sucked into yeah. the the real narrative. Like I've said, the real narrative of the movie, which is him in flashback. You go and then mad, when it cuts back to the beginning of the movie, basically. it's like you almost forgot about it. Yeah, you sense. almost do. Yeah, yeah. Because like you said, that actually has its own ending with him actually stabbing. You know, the guy be like, yeah. You could have seen the movie actually ending there. You know. Oh yeah. But then it goes back to where the movie starts. And then it has its own kind of like conclusion too. Yes, and I honestly I love everything that happens whenever he comes. Whenever from the mill asylum, I love I love this movie just in general the entirety <laughs> of it. But 
the ending of this movie is one of Carpenter's best endings because while we see like the doctors are just can, still interviewing him, you can see he's kind of shook because things in the real world are fucked up and yet yeah, like that's the only reason he's here asking about this stuff yeah. and like he, Sam Neill knows that because he asks him he's like how are things like really going in the real world mm-hmm. and he's like and then the doctor is like asking like what about people that don't read the book he's like well there's a movie yeah. you know um, <laughs> and then like whenever they walk out again I think the other doctor that's there goes like do you read Southern Kane to the doctor to the doctor yeah, that's yeah, leaving yeah. as he no, as he's there no this thing is now. crazy too because like uh you don't, because uh, yeah, when the doctors walk out, it cuts to uh, like Samuel in his yep. uh, prison, listening to everything. That's yeah, happening. no, he's that's well, that's why I wrote in my notes. He sees the annihilation of the middle world like just via shadows, basically. Yes, like, yeah, he doesn't see he's it. Hearing at all. It. So yeah. like, yeah. you don't even know if everything he's seeing is real or not. You know? Yeah. Because like you're basically you know everything now the camera is showing is basically his reality. Yeah. You don't know if it's real like in the real world. And, until the next shot well at least unless you believe that's still just in his mind that's what i'm saying but i mean isn't we there see, like this chaos and yeah this we pure see silence? we see the like, chaos yeah, so pure, pure silence, silence cause yeah because like the his prison door somehow opens that's and right. he sees all the chaos in the prison while he's slowly walking well the, you see uh, well the the door opens and it's got this huge gouge from what okay, you would yeah, think yeah. is a monster yeah, as yeah. at least in his mind yes. you know like it'd, it'd be like one of these like elder elder horrors elder like, horrors that's what i'm saying you don't know what to like trust anymore game. even like even though you're seeing yeah. everything but it's through his eyes you know so like what because we don't actually see what actually happens to cause all the chaos in the, the prison nope, right because yeah. he's in his cell so we're only seeing kind of what he would think what he saw after he gets out yeah and yeah because he's just walking down the street it's completely deserted yeah yeah yeah, that's a good point. It might not be. It might just be his reality. It might not even be real. Who knows? That's I, I like to think it's real because, like, him going into the theater and just watching the movie that we basically seen. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> yeah. It's literally. It's literally it's a fantastic it's literally a ending. It's a perfect yeah, it ending, dude. It, it literally just ties a bow on the whole movie of of what he's trying to say with the movie. You know, like mm-hmm. what is reality? Like mm-hmm. we don't we don't fucking know. He's enjoying like, it too. He is he's enjoying like... it too. I love yeah because he's watching it. He's oh, literally yeah. going even more insane as yes. he's watching. Yeah, he's it. laughing because it's like, like I, I love. He's like ah. <laughs> yeah, I love this. He's into Sam it, Neal, dude. That's what yeah. I love. Like he's watching so Samuel, good, like even just do yeah. those faces. You don't even see him do those faces that often. Dude, yeah, he's so true. good. He's so good in this movie. Like this, like I, he's a fantastic actor. I think people know that, but he has range obviously yeah, yeah, yeah. um and i i love him in this movie so much and i love i love watching the movie because he's like watching it i think whenever he like really starts to laugh really hard it's like uh it's like whenever he it, it's three shots of him going like, i'm not crazy i'm not crazy i'm not crazy <laughs> oh, yeah, or something right, like that right. and then samuel's just yeah. like <laughs> 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 no and then it just ends with the uh with the theme again just just bringing us out with the uh the main score yep and it kind of relates to the next one Oh, it does. Oh, it definitely yeah. relates like, heavily honestly, to Honestly, directly Burns. to the last one. Almost. It relates like, to had a remake. Like, I think you mentioned it before we started the podcast. It's almost like a remake in some ways. It's, it's a remake, yeah, yeah. but it's done in a different way. And I mentioned this to you guys before Brian got here, too. And I'm glad that I chose Cigarette Burns. I love I love Cigarette Burns. I'm surprised. Neither, none of you guys had heard about Cigarette Burns, Burns yeah, I think, before this. It. It's... His T, it's a TV movie made for TV. It's, yeah. it's, Master, it's in the Masters of Horror collection, which is a ton of just like great horror directors just doing TV movies basically it's got like Argento's in there John Carpenter's in there Toby Hooper um, oh, really? there's uh, Takashi yeah Wes Craven or I don't know if Wes Craven oh. I think it might be Wes Craven maybe uh, I know Takashi Miike's in there 
Um, there's they got they got a lot of like really good directors in, in doing and stuff like this. And Cigarette Burns is one. And that's John Carpenter's, and it is very very similar to In the Mouth of Madness, <laughs> in terms of just kind of like what is reality, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. is it like kind of what we make it almost? Yeah. Um, Especially so, relating to the stories, you know, we kind of you know entertain ourselves with. Yes. You know, spend our time with. You know, like what becomes real at a certain point if like so many people are invested in a Sutter Kane story, or in this case, uh, people wanting to see a movie really badly. Yep. You know, like what's what's fantasizing the notorious director that that made the I movie? For, I, I forgot, forgot his, his name, name. Uh, but yeah, it's like Hans Bakovich. I just yeah. call him Hans because that's what they yeah. call him in the movie. But, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> but yeah, the movie opens with Norman Reese talking to a movie collector who has like over 8,000 movies, tells him to... That's my goal. Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, same, <laughs> same. He tells him he'll give him $100,000 and a two weeks run of this movie in his theater, because Norman Reedus, as we figure out in the next scene, is 200k in debt to his dead girlfriend's husband, or father-in-law, or father, no, not even yeah. her father, father-in-law, it's her, de- her dead, her dead girl, his dead girlfriend's father. Yes. Um and so he he ends up haggling with the with the movie guy. I tell him he'll find this this movie that's supposed to drive people insane and to the verge of like literal violence. Um, he'll pay him two hundred thousand dollars on a two weeks run of his theater, and that basically solves Norman Reedus's problems. He thinks. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, we. <laughs> well, I mean his his attention is is peaked once he sees the. Monster yes, literally, yeah. literally the cast member, oh, the yes. cast member. Oh, yeah. yeah, it's honestly, it's honestly a crazy sh- a scene early on. Like it I, is, you know, you not expect to see a live person when he opens that door. No, no. Yeah. <laughs> well, you see the wings, and you're like, yes. yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. all right. And yeah, no, you, you see, see the clipped winged creature. Yeah, well, actor. because like the thing is, this is the whole. Well, at least in this this movie story, not what John Carpenter's trying to tell. Or maybe it is a little bit what he's trying to tell, but like if you film something truly evil, that will like uh, or like rub off on the film, you know, and make the film actually evil. Yeah. And so what they did is they wanted to like they I think that's actually an angel in the movie. It's yeah. supposed to be an angel, and they clip its wings on camera, and that's what like makes yes. the movie like evil. Yeah. And like it like the angel itself yeah. soul is like bound to the mm-hmm. it's bound to the film, so that's how they know the film's still alive. You know, that's yeah, how the yeah. that's how the that's how the movie collector knows it's still there. Yeah. Is that like this the, this the angel's, angel's still alive? alive yeah, you know. Absolutely. Um, so he's so Reedus accepts. I just call him, I'm just gonna call him Norman Reedus because I don't remember his name. Um, but he, he accepts. he's pretty bad. In this movie. He, he, I agree. But honestly, it kind of works. I mean, it of, works it for the movie. Of, yes. of the three actors we've watched, Kurt Russell. Yes, uh, no, he's definitely the worst. Easily the worst. Easily the worst. For like, sure. I feel like with the amount of like foreign classics I watch, I'm kind of spoiled when it comes to acting. So whenever I, I mean, see something like, but even these movies alone, though, like Sam Neill and uh, Kurt Russell, yeah, are, like, way better. They're way yeah. better. Than but it kind of works with the absurdity of it. Well, it works for the Reedus is just too okay with everything. Yeah, exactly, exactly, dude. And when he's on the phone, like towards the end, it was just like the way he says everything. Oh my god. Because he's supposed to rep- he's supposed to be like a former drug addict, right? Like yes, he's a heroin addict. addict. Yeah, and it's yeah. definitely that's related to some of the theme <laughs> in this one. Like, uh, I mean, that's kind of why he's trying to get the money and everything. Yes, but I don't know the direct relation he's trying to make between uh, you know them being former uh, heroin addicts and you know, the theme of the movie being like. Like I don't really. I'm not sure. I don't. Honestly. I don't really get that. That's that's the point that kind of confused me because they have the moment where. The dad of his girlfriend is just like basically 
letting him be in charge yeah. of everything. And he's just like, you have to just get your shit together, basically. Yes. Yeah. Just get her shit he gives together. Her, he gives him the money to start the theater. Yes. So, it's, but he's like, he's in bad shit. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Give, scene, a, yeah. yeah, give a hero yeah. so $200,000 yeah. and what yeah. they yeah. Yeah. yeah, that felt a little, a little off. But, I mean, you do notice how much he's changed and how much... Uh, because he, he looks he looks good yeah. like yeah. in you know he looks like he's present gotten, day he's, he's gotten he's gotten his shit together he's gotten his shit together because girlfriend killed himself kill herself yeah so. yeah which it's a it's a I mean uh, that's pretty good effects I mean they they, they did pretty mm-hmm. good on, on how she killed herself she committed suicide in the bathtub you know um, honestly that's a good jump scare scene because that's I think it is. Uh, yes. when we see the actual her, her in the bathtub during that like dream kind of yes. hallucinogenic scene. Is uh, when he's listening to the audio for the yes. first time. So basically, this is his first time entering. It is. The, it's the his movie. first time entering. And that's what <laughs> yeah. Time that's time. a good way of putting it. Entering yeah. the movie. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, because he starts listening to the tapes of Hans talking yep, about. Yep. I can't remember what he's talking about on the tape. What is he talking about? Just the making of the movie or something like that. Yes. I can't remember. But they're interviewing him about the movie or something, from what I remember. Yeah, because like after this, he goes to talk to a, I think a critic. I'm yeah. pretty sure in Italy, yeah. right? They go. He goes to Italy first, then Paris yeah. to the film archivist. Yeah. Then to Vancouver. Yeah, those are the three spots. I think those are the three. No, spots he goes. To, doesn't he go to the archivist first, then to the archivist sends it, sends him to? No, that's wrong. No, no, no. He, no. Go, he goes to no, the. No, oh, there's a there's a the director he goes to, to. Yeah, so he goes to the critic first, yeah. then the archivist, then he goes to oh, a director, okay. and then to the wife. Okay. 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 That's which, how. It which goes. one's the sketchy guy? Oh. There's like one sketchy guy that. That's like, Paris, I think. He gets sent to like a sketch. One guy sends him to the sketchy guy. Yeah, that's uh, that's the uh, that's the archivist guy. Oh, that's archivist. Because he gives him the card. Yes. And then you see the tax. And that's when he yes. goes to like the, the warehouse and everything. The uh, honestly, the creepiest scene in the movie. No, that's the great. critic just scene. cracked me up really. Like the I was one like, that's oh, writing like this whole like this you see all the review. Pages. Oh, it's almost done. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Well, because yeah. it's like this. The reason he gets sent to the critic is because the critic is the only one. There was one of the only guys left alive, yeah, left alive that's survived. seen the movie, yeah. and so he yeah. went to him to, to first off see if he knows where it is and to talk about his experiences. And this is where we like get to the heart of the matter, of, or at least like at least to me, kind of what Carpenter's trying to say in this movie is like, why are humans kind of like drawn to this, mm-hmm. to like watching stuff like this, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or to wanting to watch stuff like this. Yeah, like, yeah. why is our curiosity peaked? on like the most horrific shit to see yeah. like why do we True. why do we feel like we need to watch that yeah. you know no there's, that's definitely that thing that feels like, like that's whenever this that's whenever it starts to come out big in this scene for sure because he says something like because uh, I think I definitely think that's one of the themes but I also think he's trying to say uh, in this one like movies can have a negative impact on them yes yes because he says can, like yeah. something like uh, even the director was saying a film in the right hands can be really dangerous yeah. and this director knew that because yeah. Uh, yeah that's what the critic says and I really think he's trying to say that, like, a movie can almost be in a negative, in a, you know, the same way, like, we most people see movies as, I think, a positive thing. Yes. But, like, yeah. you can make a bad movie that almost has a negative impact, you know? I mean, the, I feel like the big key movies to, like, think about when, how they can have a negative impact and, like, just start, like, toxicity on the internet... And like between discussions, they're like, you know, like the well, new tox- Star Wars movies. Yeah, no, it's um, definitely yes. toxicity. Zack Snyder. Or oh, that's uh, more like fandoms DC, too. Yeah, like, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah. that's a great point. Like how involved people get in the world to where it's exactly. negative, not only positive, right? Yeah. That is a great point, point. and also it's just like, well, it's just the things that the movies do that they aren't like advert. Like this movie, I think what you're saying is right. 
he's trying to say that because this director is definitely trying to make his audience feel yep. this way. He's trying to make them do this. Yes. Like it's definitely talking about fandom like that. But there are movies like that have unintended consequences like Jaws where it's like that caused like people to be really fucking scared of great white sharks and now they're almost extinct because they there are people just kill sharks because they're yeah. scared of it like Jaws. Like that's yeah, another thing yeah, with like Silence of the Lambs movie. that came you out. You would Science... never think, oh, we're just making a movie about a shark. Exactly. Uh, a shark attack. You know, like they would have never that thought that. The, you know, the environment. Yeah, the they wouldn't have thought was... that. Mm-hmm. And like Silence of the Lambs, a big criticism that movie has is it, it has there has been clear evidence that after that movie, there's anti-trans laws passed after that in America because of that oh. movie. You know, because like he's like the character in that is trans basically. So like there are unintended consequences that movies have, and they have they have power. I think is what yes. John Carpenter is definitely trying yeah, to say in this movie. Um, and one of my favorite lines from at least the scene with the critic is like, this, "He's like some films are meant to be seen." Yeah, you yeah. know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but the critic sends him sends him on the onto the film archivist. I think the film archive is in Paris. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it's Paris. Yeah. Um, and the archivist knows he knows a lot about the movie. He knows. And Norman Reedus knows, knows a lot about the movie because he knows he's high stuff from him. So he mm-hmm. stays till till after dark because the because the archive is telling him like, give up on this. It's not going to lead you anywhere. You like you're only going to like get hurt basically. Mm-hmm. Um, he comes back confronts him at night and the archivist tells him the full story of how he used he also went to go like. That's how he was the projectionist for yes. it. Yeah. And he he was sent he was I think he was sent to find it also and project it. But he yeah. projected it, and he lost the nerve to watch it, and so he didn't watch it. But he heard everything chaos, that happened. He yeah, heard all yeah. the chaos, and that's something the critics said too. Is like what was written about it is not is lighter than what actually happened. You know, like mm-hmm. it was worse than what people said. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, we see like he lost his hand basically from it because mm-hmm. this thing, this movie is that evil apparently. But dude, this but... Is, and. Uh... <laughs> We've been kind of talking about it the whole time, but this is kind of what it, it's. I I think it's kind of just about like we've said the kind of power of movies, but even just from the perspective of when we're watching the movie, you kind of just want to see this movie. Yes. You know? Oh, like, yeah. Oh, and that's the power of the movie. Yeah. I think mean, I show us anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. Like, the, I still want to see, it. and that's the power. Yeah. That's what he's saying. The power of movies is like no matter how many words you see, like this this critic has like you know all these papers in his house of you know he's writing a review. I guess technically on the same movie yes. it says, yeah. but still, none of that. You don't want to see the words. You, like we're so, you almost get tired of people saying like, "Oh, it's so scary," you know, like it's, it's it ruins everything. And then when you because you just want to see it. You when know, you like, see the clip, like, I'm just reasons. like, "Oh, it's like, just an Eli Roth movie." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's just an Eli Roth movie. Well, it's Makes like, sense. well, it's like whenever people. Well, I feel like one of the most one of the movies we have like that today is definitely Salo. Like something like that. Yeah. I haven't like, seen that. Well, like 100, 120 yeah. days of Sodom, you know, yeah. Sailor yeah. 120 yeah. days. People of Sodom, don't know like, that's like that's like people that, that, don't want to watch that yeah. movie, or they do want to watch that yeah. movie because it's so gross. Okay. You know? yeah. like but, it's but, one of those kind of movies. And they ignore like the actual like anti-fascist like yeah, meaning yeah. for the movie. You know, so so <laughs> I don't want to get into that. <laughs> it's, it's a tough subject. It's a tough subject. Yeah. No, I haven't, I haven't watched Sailor yet either, so I can't say anything about it. But um. Back to the movie. <laughs> so he confronts his receptionist friend who tells him to go to a director who might know about it. This is where we get the scariest scene in the movie for sure because the director is like saying, this is where like the director is saying if you film something evil, like it'll like rub off on the film. He literally cuts someone's head off <laughs> as he's doing it. Because yeah. like they tied Norman Reedus up, you know? And That's it. That was a great effect. Oh, it was yeah. a great it's spray, It's spraying the blood everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. It was fantastic. Yeah. Um... <laughs> 
No, because uh, this is one he's like, because uh, uh, it, it kind of is just about, I think John Carpenter, it, he gets his little lines in there where he's like, he still loves movies, you know, where he still is like, he still loves the, the, the good aspects of movies yes. too. Like even from this like super fucking evil uh, director guy, um, mm. he says something like, what you see is not the important part, it's the way uh, it changes you. Uh, mm. That's what's important about a film. And I just love, like, there's little moments like that throughout the movie where he's kind of almost commenting on, like, why movies are powerful, why they're important. You know, and that's yeah, just yeah. one example of, what, you know, why I like, like, he's saying even the movie itself is not important, it's the way all the people react to it after is the important part of a movie, right? And, like, obviously in this movie, it's, like, all negative. Yes. But I don't think John Carpenter's necessarily saying it's always negative. No. Yeah. And that's, and that's why you get little lines, I, I think, to me, like, in this. It's, like, he's, he's still... Like it's it's weird to say because obviously this movie is like almost all negative like every like the guy literally I mean spoiler but he kills himself at the end yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah but still it almost feels like a almost a love letter to movies too at the same time yeah, definitely. Which, it does well because well because even if something like that happens he set a soul free yeah the angel yeah at the end. like the angel, yeah, angel is, thanks him right yeah he no, literally he's like, thanks, thanks him at the him. end yeah, he thanks yeah, him yeah. at the end and so. it's almost like this like. Uh, to, like the movies stay alive like and they suck the souls of real people you know like basically, basically like my soul stuck to movies basically until I'm gonna die you know like, oh for sure yeah I mean basically all of us here probably no like, there are movies there that are gonna stay I mean this movie I will ne- we'll, we'll just get we'll just get to the fucking like scene because he meets Kaya he, he meets the director's wife Kaya she gives him the movie after after okay, a few yeah, scenes yeah. Of which her was life. weird to me yeah. it's like she just wants I, at I, least to I, me I, she just wants it out of her life at least at this yeah, point yeah, is what yeah, I feel yeah. like so I guess not up until that point, nobody had made it that far. To yeah, because she, she, she said she said no one said nobody well, no one after, made the furthest. So yeah. I guess that's why she gives him yes. the movie. Yeah, and because uh, he she says something important where like he tells her I was started to see this, uh, I saw a cigarette burns and he tells her some of the stuff he's seen yep. and she's like okay I mean I can show you the movie now because you're already in it exactly she like, says, you're already in the movie um, yeah. so she basically understands what's going on with him and that's why uh, she lets her him watch it at that point. I mean, she she was a good person though. I mean, yeah, she, she didn't was, try yeah. to sell it or anything no, like no, that. No, no, she no, held no, the no, burden no, herself, yeah, you know. Yeah. She lived with it, and yeah. she's like, I hate that I still have it in the house, but I, I mean, her giving it okay. away to somebody would would kill them. So is it a good thing that she did that? If she knew what was gonna happen. I mean, there was yeah. no stopping it. There like, was no yeah, stopping. That's the thing. Stopping. It's it's so, like it's like kind yes. of what John Carpenter's trying to say, like. If you're on a, if you're like looking, it's almost like if you're looking for something and you find it, you're going to want to see it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Or like the more you search for something, the more you want to see it, you yeah. know. Like the more you want to find it, like that's that's I I don't know. I feel like that's what he's saying with that. Like like he would not he would stop at literally nothing. At least like he would. Norman Reese's character would literally stop at nothing because he literally needs two hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. yeah. So, so. That's true. Um, and that's why at least he Norman Reedus at least keeps on playing it off like he doesn't want to see it, but deep down I think he really does. So that's why, because yeah, he, so let's say he gets the movie from the woman, and then he's going, he's happy that he's going to return it back to the main guy, yes. right? The, the archive. He's, he he um, says he is at least. Yeah, yeah. yeah so because he leaves him, and that's why. Uh, yeah. It makes you think. Okay, maybe he didn't actually want to see the movie. Yeah. You know, because he leaves him and he lets the guy watch the movie by himself, and then he comes back, um, which I thought was. <laughs> that's like the classic horror movie thing yeah. he comes back to the theater even though he does see some like with that butler guy like stabbing himself in the face when he no, comes yeah. back and everything 
Uh, it's got some good horror moments, at least when he comes yeah. back. He stabs his eyes out, he's laughing all Yeah, yeah, he's laughing when I do it. But then he crawls and just, like, is trying to find the angel. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He gives the angel the key. And then he gives the angel the key. Yeah. No, that part, that part's, honestly, the, all the stuff with the butler is kind of weird, but it's also cool. Because it's kind of a stretch, weird. but, like, you're, yeah. you're bought in at that point. Exactly. <laughs> you're, you're, you're bought in. I mean, the, honestly, I, the reason he returns, like, it's a bullshit reason. He wants to see the movie. That's the reason why it returns. Yeah, yeah. Like, at okay. least to me. Like, okay, like yeah. this whole time he's been lying he's to himself. He's looking for any excuse He's literally to looking for any excuse to come back. Yeah, yeah, at least to me. Works, at least yeah. to me, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Um, but... But he goes back, and this is what I wanted to get to with, like, saying, uh, your soul is stuck to a movie. My soul is going to be stuck to cigarette burns for my entire fucking life, because I'm never going to forget him feeding his guts to the fucking yeah. film. To the, to the uh, film. Honestly, yeah. I think this is something about, like... It's so good. I feel like this is, awesome. this is, like, sort of a commentary on, like, how directors put their, like... Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. They literally yeah. put their yeah. life into, the, into a movie. Into the, yeah. yeah. I mean, it doesn't have to be a director too. Just anyone. That, yeah, like, anyone. Their soul, yeah, you know, yeah. And I mean, we see this with the. Well, I mean, we saw this with fucking Armor Quarter. No. Armor Yeah, it was Armor Quarter. Any flame. Any flame. Basically, like yes. they literally put their heart and souls in these yes. movies. Except that's this what, one that, is like in a, dis- in a disgusting way. Like I love it. Honestly, and like yeah. we talked about this with the thing, but he hangs on it. A he while. does. Oh, it's yeah. not like a quick yes. cut. No, it's he's like, literally you feeding. You're like, watching. Yeah, he's he's feeding see, his guts. Coming out of him. He's yeah. feed, yeah. He's literally feeding his guts to it. Like yeah. it's 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 a great scene. It's gonna oh, stick with me yeah. forever. So it reminds you, like, because you always learn it. Like I remember when you always learn in science class, like the small intestines, like the really long. I don't even know how many feet they're supposed to be when they come out. Like they're long. Take them out, but it's like they're always longer than you expect and so when you're watching it in the film like how does he keep going like oh shit yeah small intestines are long as fuck like, yeah <laughs> it's so gross but yeah but we the the father the father of his dead girlfriend follows him because he like locked up the theater that's the that's another reason he went back because his theater's locked up or whatever so but he okay, his yeah. father because the father follows and yep, then they get yep. caught up they both get caught up in the movie basically because yep, like the movie just starts playing Norman Reedus doesn't want to watch it and then he just like appears in the fucking seat watching the theater <laughs> like in the theater watching the movie the movie I, sh- I feel like we should say what it is it's La Fon Absolute du Monde La Fon Absolute du Monde I like the name no it's a great name yeah, I think it means the end I think the movie, they yeah. say and that's why I was like how do you spell this fucking movie and then they they, they show it on the screen I was like oh thank god it means I think it means the end of the World. The absolute end of the, the world. Absolute the end of the world. Because they said that at the, at the yeah, beginning of the movie. Yeah. Like, they said the English title at yeah. the very beginning. But yeah, Lawful and Absolute Dumont. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they start watching the movie. Like you said, just an Eli Roth movie, basically. Not that crazy. But <laughs> no well, Terrifier 2. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, no Terrifier 2. <laughs> but uh, there, there's a point in the movie where uh, I guess he's talking to uh, his wife, right? And he's like, because he never, like, well, I can't remember. Did he engulf his life into the movie where that's all he, like, watched, watched over and over? Didn't he just, like, shut himself off? Who, Hans? Yeah. I think so, yeah, yeah. And then when she asked him about the movie, oh, he's yes. just like, famine, death. Yeah. Like, <laughs> same <laughs> off the apocalypse. No, she, she literally, yeah. she literally, or his, or... You're talking about Hans' wife, right? Yeah. yeah because yeah. she yeah. she literally says she would ask him who the producer of the movie was, and he'd literally say, like, That's Eve, right. you know? Yeah, yeah. He'd literally right. say, yeah. Eve, she was like, what? Yeah, she was like, what? But, um, yeah, we're back in the movie theater. Um, they're watching the movie. Um, his dead girlfriend steps out of the screen. Yeah. 
is with yeah. her father, or is like with her father, like going like daddy, daddy, whatever. Like a really stupid moment. Or okay, not stupid, but <laughs> but yeah. but it's like that moment where just the father has like, or is trying to have that like reunion with his daughter, yeah. and then like Norman Reedus walks around and looks at him, and he's not, she's not there. Yeah. And then, because um, he says to her like, if we both can't let her go, it's yes. like we're killing her over and over again. Yeah, it's like we're killing her over and yeah, over yeah, again. Yeah. And then he kills her father yeah. and then himself. And that, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's, that's the only way. And know. honestly, well, that's at least that's something that Coco would do in like a way way nicer way. Is like as as long as you're alive, your family's alive. Like your dead your dead family members are alive as long as you remember them. You know. Yeah. This yeah. is the way darker version of that, where they like, like she, you, her soul can't rest basically unless we're both dead because we'll keep on thinking about her in this awful way, you know. Like she can never rest until we're both dead because we just can't get over it basically. Yeah. And so like it, yeah. it's just it's just something I compared to with Coco and like because Coco does that in like a, such a sweet way. I would way. like never would have <laughs> thought of Coco and exactly. these movies together. No, no, I can see the connection. You're no, it's now. just like yeah. yeah, like literally how we think about just our our dead basically yes. how yeah. we remember them. Like yeah, yeah, they yeah. really they aren't truly gone until like until people forget yeah. about them. But uh, yeah, that's basically how it ends. The the angel thanks him. Yep. And then it ends. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> Which like he did see saved one last soul. I guess the movie's just basically. I guess the movie must be dead be destroyed i don't know well, it depends the movie, on the, it depends the, on the motive of the angel right well, we don't we don't yeah, know exactly i guess well, yeah. we don't know what this took, angel's yeah, gonna do he took it. the film with them so yeah yes. we don't know what he's we don't know if this it. angel's gonna um, ex- like you know is that revenge yeah. on everybody and actually yeah. i mean yeah because he can't he can't destroy it because no. his soul's attached to it unless no. he killed it once unless he wants to kill himself but but yeah. what i think it's more like uh what it's supposed to represent at least to me anyway what i what i thought of it was like like with all great movie, well, I guess I don't. We don't know if this movie is great, but we know it's powerful. Yes. Yeah. And with all powerful movies, they last even when the humans that watch them die. Like for yeah. sure. Oh, you know, yeah. like I mean, yeah. th- a lot of the you know movies that were made in the fifties and sixties. I mean, like Chaplin movies. Like, yeah, yeah. A lot older. Literally hundred years old. So. All the people that watched them originally are dead. Yeah. Yet that the movies still survive. Right. All Just the like, people making movie making like the Chaplin movies are all dead. Yes, yes. And they're yeah. they're still living, you know. Yeah, no, they're, they're, they'll be living for, for as long as we have movies, you know. Yes. Like yeah. it's yeah. crazy to think about. And that's what that's it's definitely that's what it feels like. The angels and the character you know, the angels are a character in the movie too. Yeah. And it survives yeah. with the film, but and angels are and angels it, are eternal too, dead. so yes. Angels are eternal. So. Okay, and I and I remember now when I was thinking earlier about uh I was I wasn't sure what the connection he was making between like heroin the heroin addiction and like the movies. Yeah. But I think he is trying to just say basically like because uh, at the end of this, uh, during this last scene where the guy after he watches the movie like the archivist that wanted the movie he says he even asked uh, he asked the guy can you get me another one, can you I need you to go find me another yes, movie. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of like he's addicted. You know, yeah. like he, he just yeah. needs another hit kind of thing. Yeah. You know. No, that does make sense and, actually. Yeah. And that's sure. that's kind of way. Uh, Norman Reedus is too. I mean, about fuck, that's how we are with movies. Yeah, say, that's how we are with movies. Like, we need another hit of yeah, yeah. what's the next new movie? Or what's I mean, the next good movie? I mean, uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, that's. Uh, yeah, I think because Norman Reedus was a former uh, heroin addict, and it seems like this is his new addiction, basically, you know, like movies. Yeah, like, hunting movies. Yeah, yeah. It's a good addiction. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> No, but that ends our yeah. episode on John yeah. Carpenter. Our, definitely, definitely our longest. Definitely yeah. our longest episode. Over two this hours. one, this one went, <laughs> this one went a long time. But hey, yeah. we have we have a lot of, we have a lot of good tangents yeah. on this oh, one, honestly. Yeah. No, I love I love I love John Carpenter. I, I mean, 
I, I Luke said this would probably be our longest episode. I said, I don't know. But I, mean, yeah, I, I, I had a right. good feeling. Especially yeah. since we, we said the Cigarette Burns was a short film. Yeah, it's, it's, it's not an hour. Really it's an hour. Yeah, it's not really a short film. It, it is a movie. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's a, a movie. movie. There's yeah. enough content in there. Yes. To count yeah. as a movie. Yes. Um, but all three of these movies are like top tier John Carpenter to me. Like Cigarette Burns, lesser, obviously, just because it's 60 minutes. But like all three of these yeah. movies are like yeah. fantastic John Carpenter movies. I would recommend them to any any horror fan I, I love that I love cigarette burns and it's probably on the bottom of my list exactly of, yeah. of John Carpenter movies <laughs> yeah like no, he has some stinkers I've, I've seen more of them than you he, he has yeah. like he definitely has some stinkers later on in his career but whatever he hits he hits man so um I hope I hope everyone else enjoyed this episode oh, as yeah. much as I oh, did. Yeah. 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 And, 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 and John Carpenter as much as I did. No, dude, I've so. seen six John Carpenter, and it definitely made like it reminded me which, I need to go watch one, them. So which ones have you seen? Like I've seen okay, I have seen I've seen The Thing, Halloween, They Live, Escape from New York, Big Trouble, Little China, and then Cigarette Burns. Okay, those are good ones. Oh, and the and in the Mouth of Madness. So okay. I guess I've seen stuff. the only ones other than these I've seen are uh, Halloween and Escape from New York. Those are the only other than the ones oh, we reviewed okay, today. Okay. Yeah. No, but I definitely I really need to watch. Uh, Escape from L.A. No, honestly, I, 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 at some point I'll need to go through all. Oh yeah, no, he's yeah. Assault on Precinct happens. 13. Yes, yes, that's another. Well, the Darkness, movie. Christine, yeah. the Stephen King. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, no, he's got. I've seen the only ones I haven't seen are like the Memoirs of an Invisible Man, Pro Life, and. Uh, Elvis. Have you seen Body Bags? Okay. Yeah, I've seen Body Bags. So that's the one I did with Toby Hooper. Yeah, I know. I'm kind was of John Carpenter's him. actually in that movie? He's the yeah. narrator. I can see him on. That's the actually that because you you were saying how you wish John Carpenter uses uh uses his voice in more yeah, movies. Like, he's yeah, actually yeah. he's actually in okay. Body Bags. He's the narrator in Body Bags, okay. or he's like the main character, like 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 introducing you to each new thing. Right. Yeah, basically. Yeah, because I love uh, saying I love like that voice, character so. in the poster is him. So yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's him in the movie. Um, but. Um, so next week, we are going to be going to our J-Horror episode. Um, like I said before, I, we were going to be doing... I, I was thinking about Kiyoshi Kurosawa, but we were just we we're just going to do J-Horror. Just just two movies from there. And if you don't know what J-Horror means... Japanese Horror. Okay. So, okay. I feel like everyone knows <laughs> yeah, what J-Horror, yeah, J-horror, J-horror is. Yeah. But we're just going we're gonna to be doing Kiyoshi Kurosawa's Pulse and Takashi Miike's Audition. Right. And thank you for joining us this week, Brian. Do you want to yeah. plug anything? <laughs> Oh, yeah, I'll, I'll plug my new Twitter. That's not banned. Uh, That's not banned. <laughs> DR Movie Review. Okay. Okay. No more news. No, news okay. sucks. Yeah, news sucks. 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 I'll put your link in, the, in our description, too. Cool. Yeah. 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 Awesome. And on Letterboxd. Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. We'll put your Letterboxd. Yeah. 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 Definitely put your Letterboxd. You definitely have the most followers of any of us. Uh, yeah, of all three yeah. of us combined. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Trying to get to 1,000, guys. Trying to get to 1,000, guys. No, but yeah, uh, thanks. Until yeah. until next time, we hope to catch you guys flowing in the clouds. Uh-huh.